Hello, how you doing? Tuesday, February 23rd. Can't thank you enough for giving us an opportunity to chat into your ear holes. Good conversations today. Hey, good combos today. Obviously, the Tiger Woods news happened, so we had to talk about that as it was happening in real time. Chris Godwin, Josh Norman, everything else going on in the world. If you like the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's get to it. Shout out Mitt editing this thing. Money Mitt is editing this thing. Let's get to it. There is some news popping off in the sports world. Allegedly, uh, Deshaun Watson has okayed three different spots for him to be traded to if he was to be traded to, but the Houston Texans have stated over and over again we are not trading mm -hmm. the player we're not even answering calls so if deshaun watson has reportedly gave the okay to three different locations who's he giving the okay to the media or is he giving the okay to cesario who now has a gig with the houston texans as a general manager as the whole place is burning down now we do understand that deshaun watson does have a lot of control in this whole thing if he just wants to sit out the entire season the houston texans uh, won't have a quarterback and they'll be in a tough situation yet again next year but the houston texans can also say we ain't trading you sorry pal you're too fucking good at the football we ain't trading you which is what they've said i have a feeling though that this guy that i'm wearing right on my chest mm. oh Jack Easterberry is going to have something to say to this. Him and Deshaun potentially going to pray their way back into the good graces of each other. Maybe they will get the Houston Texans into a good position, but it seems like the more and more we talk about it, the more and more the days go by, the more and more information that gets handed out that Deshaun Watson's okay going to the Jets, the Dolphins, or the Panthers, the more and more it feels like the Houston Texans might be forced to trade this guy mm -hmm. or not have a quarterback for the entire season. Deshaun will miss out on a lot of money, but he can make that money up other places. He has a burger place, if you do recall, or a sandwich place that actually caused a COVID violation this year yep. whenever his teammates went down there. The guy's got business ventures. He's got money. He's going to be an incredible football player. Maybe year off taking uh you know a little time to himself Ooh. Uh, maybe you know go and do a little business ventures and and maybe you know rest the body mm -hmm. a little bit maybe he'll be even better next year but they, he will still have to be houston texan until they say you can leave who knows what jack eastbury is going to do but if i know anything about one fish two fish red fish blue fish jack eastbury he'll do the right thing in the end that's what jack eastbury does speaking of doing the right thing in the end uh fresh off a of vacation fresh yep off a blown tire <laughs> in his new pickup truck, fresh with a brand new tan, joining us uh, back in studio, COVID Cowboy. Uh, yeah. Tone. Welcome back, back, Tone. How was the vacation? How was the trip? Awesome. You know, just drink some booze and get some sun. A lot of booze, I see. Yeah. You yeah, blacked out. Yeah, I was keeping up with you on the internet. I forgot to eat. See, that can happen. Yeah, in the By sun. By the way, I was going to say you look good. And, and I don't know if it's because if you can't tone it, tan it, you know, because you do have exactly. a little bit of color. But I have gained it, a lot. It also does see. Oh, you have. So you did yeah, eat yeah. and drink late yeah, yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see you pass out on a pizza box. <laughs> oh, I was wondering who was eating the pizza because I happened? had a bunch of those, those by the way. What? What happened? I forgot to eat. And I drank a lot. Then he passed out on what he was supposed to eat. What? Get off the guy. Eat it. Okay, my, he's an adult. That was Friday. My wife's birthday was Saturday. I, I knew yeah. Saturday was going to be her day. So oh. I, Friday's my day. Hero. <laughs> COVID Cowboy. Tony Friday. Tony. Uh, speaking of sports, though, let's get back to sports. Yes. You went into your COVID cave for, what, two, three weeks, whatever, lost some weight, yeah, yeah. became one of the best gamblers in history because you <laughs> were just you. diving into the stats and analytics of everything. Um, whenever you hear Mike Tomlin, has COVID right now. Mm. Uh, he got it last week. He said, thanks everybody for the prayers and the positive energies and everything like that. He feels good. He's going to keep it moving. Feels like there's a good chance a lot of the NFL players are in staff who have been on COVID lockdown all season. By the way, a couple head coaches got it, right? A couple head coaches in the NFL got it. Oh, yeah. 
if I do recall. Yes. There was like the voice of God thing happening. A couple college coaches got it as well. I believe the Detroit Lions interim head coach, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Sean Payton. Stefanski got it, right? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I do. Oh, Stefanski yeah. got it. Uh, yeah. What, who, who, Sean Payton. Sean Payton got yeah. it. But if you're a head coach and you see the way it looks whenever players get it or whenever other coaches get the way everybody talks, like, oh, what did they do wrong? What did they do wrong? The head coaches in the NFL, they knew they could not. Mm-hmm. Head coaches are normally locked down all season. I would assume this season even more so for coaches and quarterbacks and big-time positions. I bet the message was being sent loud and clear. If y'all motherfuckers get it, we're in deep shit. Tomlin, all these other head coaches, they probably hadn't seen public <laughs> or air since the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. I would assume 80 that's a lot. That's a high number. 75, 80% of people that were in that COVID protocol this season, though, right now at this point are okay with just go ahead and give me the goddamn COVID at yeah. this point. They're not worried about a damn thing. We hope Mike Tomlin's okay, mm-hmm. but I assume if they're going to report every person that is in the NFL that gets COVID this offseason, that's going to be a busy time. I think it's probably going to be a lot because I've been watching a lot of videos on Instagram and these guys in their free age in their offseason that they're having. Guys are living oh, because yeah. all season they couldn't do a damn thing. Let's assume a lot of people are going to get it. We hope everybody survives. We hope. That is obviously what we hope. But you were a COVID cowboy. You went through it. It is not a desirable thing to get, but I do believe a lot of guys are probably going to get it. Tomlin has it. Let's hope he remains. No, it's not desirable. Tomlin does not live in his fears. He is a strong, strong human being. He will be okay. Mike Tomlin. We don't care. He doesn't care. But he did care during the season, and all the players did care. And they realize it takes all of us. But I would love to see that 75, 80% that you mentioned. I would love if they brought in the players now and the coaches now Test a few weeks all. out, testing them all. Test them all. See how well, Kenny people. Moore was here yesterday, right? Yeah. Kenny Moore was here yesterday. He said he either got his first test or second test. He probably has to get more, three or whatever, to get back into the building to do workouts and everything like that. He just landed. Uh, two days ago or whatever, he came in the office. We were socially distant. But it'll be interesting to think if these players are going to live up to the same standards that they were living during the season so that they can remain in the same protocol to get in the building. How will that affect the growth of players oh. going forward? You know, the new CBA already doesn't allow for players to practice. I mean, it's veteran-based. The vets don't want to practice because they don't have the time, okay? The young guys need it. But there's no guys, I would assume, that are going to sign up to stay in the protocol all offseason and work out in the building. There's going to be a lot of at home. That could affect some things going forward. That really could be a potential issue. Last year was like kind of happened out of nowhere. We're doing Zoom workouts now. How you doing? This offseason, though, now you're starting about people starting a trend. For instance... I always worked out at the facility. I stayed in Indianapolis. A lot of people left. They have their own trainers. People go to Arizona. People go down to Florida. There's a lot of places. I would assume those numbers are going to go up for all those places. And if guys see success doing that, look for the offseason next year, the year going forward, if it's hey, if it's even handled. Now. Yeah, I know Ooh. there's variants coming out, okay? <laughs> but the next year going forward, a lot more guys are going to be away from the facility, and I think that's just going to be something that's going to linger along here for the next 10, 15 years. And we talked to Taylor Lewan during the season while he was going through his no rehab. No way, he said. He's like, no, I'll do it on my own. <laughs> like, I assume all these players and all these private workout places are, are getting increased Huge increased numbers of athletes coming through there. I wonder if they are testing everybody in their area. I day. doubt it. I would doubt it as well. No way. Uh, that guy's got COVID, we think, but 
He's got to get better today. <laughs> you getting better or getting worse? It's one or the other. That's all it is. At Boston Connor, how you doing? Keep moving. Fantastic, Pat. You know, yesterday, two legends in the music community, Daft Punk mm-hmm. retired. And today, I figured, you know, now that I've accepted it, I put on these shades and just say, you know, thank you, Daft Punk. Thank you, Daft Punk. That's a tough one, isn't it? Thank oh, you, Daft Punk. Thank you, Daft Punk. That's a DP tough one. DP would be easier, probably. Yeah, well, DP is actually pretty difficult from what I've been told. Yeah. But Daft Punk had a hell of a run. Daft Punk, innovative. <laughs> You're in the back there, guy that controls the microphones? Of course, Jay. One of the biggest Daft Punk really? fans going, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I assume Jay had a little moment he was very there where his show. heart was shook whenever uh, Daft Punk retired. I haven't listened to him for 20 years, but I was a big fan back in the day. They've been That's not what you Jay. said yesterday, Jay. Well, and also, by the way, I don't think anybody has listened to Daft Punk within the last 15 years. A lot of people would assume yeah, they not. retired decades ago, but shout out to them for yeah. what they did. 28 years. It's impressive. Yeah, it's a long time making music. And, and there was a video. What's that, Nick? You're a big Daft Punk guy? No, I, was, I think Jay is because they never talked. So I think that's why he enjoyed yeah. them so much. Because uh, they had <laughs> did they start? That was my yeah. favorite part. The marshmallow. Uh, they did have the helmets. Oh, yeah. Uh, the whole thing, yeah. Darude was they, the starter. Uh, Darude, yeah. Sandstorm. Of course. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Flip Cup game, that song came on oh. in the house, undefeated. I don't think I've ever had two flips with that song. <laughs> Just like, you know, that song comes on, it's, here we go, how you doing, keep moving. Darude, though, uh, Sandstorm, obviously electric there. Mm-hmm. What Daft Punk did, though, is they would take old songs, and then they would mix it, obviously, yeah. and create. Somebody tweeted out yesterday, some super musical person was like, what Daft Punk did with this particular beat was insane, and it's a it's an old old song, like maybe a 50, 60 song, and then they would clip like three different parts, and then they would repeat and put it back in the whole thing. And the way they made their beats, it was just like holy shit. Their work with Kanye was obviously uh, definitely memorable and everything like that. They are innovators in the music world, and I couldn't fucking tell you what they look like. No, right no that's you a bad might part. be a Daft Punk member. Right? I I wish, but I mean, you know, that is what you strive for, just to be able to put on a helmet. <laughs> you don't even know who I am. How are we doing? That DJ situation, we were going to make a documentary uh, last year, I think. Yeah, last year, I think it was. I, I was going to create a helmet that had lights on it. What was that going to be? DJ Light Up Head? <laughs> What was it? Uh, DJ Light? DJ Light Up Helmet? DJ Lighthead? DJ Lighthead. Ooh. I think it was Lighthead. I think it was DJ Lighthead. And I was going to buy a bunch of followers. <laughs> of I was going to buy a bunch of followers. And I had a bunch of DJ friends here in town. Oh, yeah. And they were just going to create me a list or whatever. Because there was a point where all these notables were doing all this DJing shit. Now, listen, there are some celebrities that are great DJs. Okay, I'm not knocking that. But it became the thing where people... What's that? Go ahead. Shaq. Exactly. Like, yeah. Shaq Diesel is a, a yeah, good DJ and everything. Like, and I've seen, you know, the whole, the whole thing. But there for a while, there was just celebrities just basically stealing money from DJs. They would have a playlist. They would act like they were doing. So we were going to make an entire documentary about it and expose like how big a bullshit it was. We're going to say that I just got off tour in Europe or whatever. We probably would have got booked at 15 to 20 bars if we wanted to. And it was just going to be somebody else's thing I was going to hit play for and whatever and just fucking bob the head. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's, just all keep, you need. that's all you got to do. Daft Punk did a lot more than that though. I have a little fucking They're respect. fresh. Yeah, hey. Did you know that? Well, I didn't know that. Which yeah. His name is Guy and the other guy's name's Thomas. Don't call me Guy, pal. That's what you think. <laughs> That's what it says. Connor, they're not Canadian. I'm sorry, Gumpy, they're not Canadian, but you are. How are we doing in gambling? What are we betting on tonight? Anything sweet? We got a boatload of college basketball. 
English Premier League and Champions League today, Pat. That's a lot of money to be made if you bet on the right things. Mitt had a completely ice cold <laughs> night, but he said you either win or you or you either lose or you're due or something he like did, that. He did solve sports gambling last week as well. So. Well, yeah, he just got to double down every yeah, single time. Yeah, just keep doubling. We'll talk about some of the gambling things today because there's really not that much to talk about aside from Deshaun Watson. NBA Top Shot's taking over the world. $208,000 gift was sold in this NBA Top Shot, which is a 3D digital playing card which is going to take over for all the cardstock playing cards that are currently running up yodely yodely the prices. Uh, NBA Top Shot is a pretty fascinating thing. Our poll is actually, is NBA Top Shot a real thing? Ain't that right, Zito? Yep. And what are the answers right now if we if we could get an early results quick thing? Yep, with over 20, 21,000 votes. Right now, last place, yes, 8%. No, 10%. <laughs> and then... What is NBA Top Shot? 82%. Yeah, okay. so the poll was, is NBA Top Shot a real thing or not? So we're entering this time where people are fascinated by investing in making money off their money and everything like that. You know, like it's an interesting time, which, by the way, is good for the future. All right. Young entrepreneurial mindset. Jay, just vote. Yes. There we go. OK, just just young <laughs> entrepreneurial mindsets are taking over everywhere. We saw it in the meme stocks. We see it with Bitcoin, Dogecoin. Now with NBA Top Shot, it's a it's a, a revolution of the old school with the modern look on it, with a lot of the power that we now have as a people due to social media being able to, you know, unite folks, basically. Okay, so NBA Top Shot is this new way of looking at playing cards, which, by the way, I never got into, but goddamn Lefko, Gary V. Yeah. Okay, yeah. the playing card Shut community up. is one where they're making a lot of money. It's, it's a good idea. I see it from afar. I never got into it. See, it looks like it. This NBA Top Shot thing, though, seems very interesting to me. I, I tried to look into it a little bit. It's a digital card. It looks like a GIF, but you get to own it. For instance... Nick Moroto last night spent $82 (laughs) on on a GIF, a video of Jimmy Butler knocking down a big-time shot. I bought uh, a Zion Williamson dunk for $500. (laughs) No idea. No idea what I'm buying or why I'm buying it, but it feels like if enough people get behind it as a people, it's going to only continue to go. Now, this morning, Bitcoin was... Die. Taking quite a hit, okay? Mm. It's taking quite a hit. But that's going to happen over the long... It feels like the NBA Top Shots, the Bitcoin, the Doge Coins, the AMCs, the Game Stops, all these things where people can kind of come together and realize, like, oh, if we start putting money into something, we can all make money. It's not just going to be the same same old hags just raking in all the money. Oh, no. I love it. So I got in on the game. Okay, I got a Top Shot thing. Mm. I have no idea if it's real or not. I have no idea where it's headed. I spent 500 bucks for a gift that I could probably just find. And we also released a Top Shot card out of the office. Yes. Me hitting a step back jumper to win with Connor on the commentary. I mean, that thing's going to sell for a buck, buck 50. Want to let you know, it says it's one of one. But if you screen record, you can just try it. You can just rip that thing yet again, which is the interesting thing about the top shot. I don't fully understand how that's going to work, but I know that I'm in on it. I can't wait for it to continue to go. And the fact that something sold for $208,000 feels like it's potentially money laundering, okay? Might be people hiding drug money or whatever, but I don't care. If they're going to hide drug money with that Zion dunk that I got, I'm cool with it. I will take it. No no big deal. Did you get a sweet dunk? Yeah, it was good. There was actually a layup and rebound (laughs) uh, top shot cards put together. Yeah. It was a bunch of gifts of Zion doing layups. Oh. 
And that was the first one Bailey was trying to sell me. Yeah. And I said, find a dunk. We found a dunk, 500-some bucks. You're up 10% now. 600-some bucks now? Oh, yeah. That, that's what I'm talking wow. about. Nobody yeah, knows how quick. or why. Nobody knows how or why, but that son bitch is going up. Bitcoin's currently going down. Mm-hmm. That'll come back up. Buy the dips. Okay, let's go ahead and go Buy for it. Dips. But the top shot thing I really think is taking no off. No one knows what it is or what it means or anything about it, Pat, but those poll results are promising because the less people know, the more money there is to be made. Uh, I just couldn't risk you losing out on – you lost out on Dogecoin, you lost out on Bitcoin, you lost out on the Argon Nuts. I couldn't see you yeah. uh, lose out on this trend as well. You need to cash in on yeah, top shot. A lot of people think that – you know, um, I've missed out on a lot of things, <laughs> which those people w- would be right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those people would be right. The argon oil oh, no. yeah. in nuts, the Moroccan oil. The original, yeah. That should have been me. That should have been me. Okay, I should have been making hair, skin, everything look younger, better. It's in every single product at this point. It does not matter. It could be a face wash. It could be a shampoo. It could be a goddamn exfoliating thing. There's argon nuts in there. I had to plug the connection. Could have been the handshake. Hey, I'm not actually part of the business. I'm just introducing the people. Got drunk on a boat, lost the guy's number. He probably has a bazillion dollars now. I'd assume he has new phone who dis at this point, if I was to find that number. Bitcoin, very early in the game. I was asked if I wanted to buy Bitcoin. I said, that's fake money. Get the fuck out of here i ain't doing it now it's forty seven thousand dollars and falling per Ooh. bitcoin but i could have got that thing whenever it was just a couple hundred bucks few of them probably said no don't want it esports there was a game uh, a team that was offered for me to invest in like five ten years ago i said i don't play video games i'm not the right guy that thing has gone up to like 30 40 Damn. million dollars at this point dogecoin did not get at the beginning of the dog run Okay, but then as soon as I saw Elon Musk talking, I get in, guess what? She goes down. (laughs) Okay, so maybe it was me being a mush there for the doge. When it comes to Bitcoin, though, I have gotten into the game. All right, I have gotten in the game. A little bit like, my new rule is if Elon Musk, our alien, is doing it, I'm following. So Elon Musk is from another planet. He is our alien. If he's investing in something, I'm going. So if he buys a top shot, by the way, look out. I'm getting those Zion rebounds fucking tomorrow, Connor. Well, and it makes no sense because that $208,000 card was like a random LeBron dunk that he has a 1,000 of in a game they lost. Like, once they released the ones of, like, him winning game winners and blocking shots and all that, those might go for, what, $1.5 million? Yeah, well, the goal is that Zion's dunk you know, in like 10 years from oh, now. Oh, yeah. Now, this, the quality of that's probably going to be 8K 10 years from now. Yeah. So, well, the fact that it's a it's Ooh. only a basic beat-ass 4K camera make it better, like the cards, yeah. it'll be in mint condition oh. for the time still. You know, I'm excited to see how this all plays out. I have invested in something I know nothing yeah. about numerous times. This is just another one of those situations. But let's hope Zion goes and continues to yodel on the Top Shot thing, which I assume he would. I would assume you Zion would think, is sure. going to go on and be the guy on there, right? Yeah, you got in like a stage one, so like that card you have is going to be like it's like that baseball card that sold for like five million dollars. Not many of. Yeah, but that's it, what you're going to have. Well, aren't all those motherfuckers just hiding money? Isn't that what we talking laundry? It's like art. Yeah, like art. I, I believe art is just those super high up people owe other people money, and yeah. they're like, "How can we give you this mm-hmm. money for the side bet we made?" Oh, I get it sneeze onto a fucking piece of paper (laughs) and then I'll give you 1.25 million for that thing. You know, like I don't understand how like those sports cards, I, I respect the sports cards collectors or whatever. 
it makes no sense to me that little cardstock is worth millions of dollars or whatever. I respect it. I appreciate it. And everything is worth exactly what somebody's willing to pay for it. Let's just hope that Top Shot does do the same trajectory as all the other bullshit. Plus, you don't have to deal with art thieves. Yeah. Or people like O.J. Simpson where, busting, where, where? busting in your hotel room trying to get their sports memorabilia back. Oh, no, hackers will hackers. have my fucking mm-hmm. top shot like this. You don't have to worry about accused murderers breaking yeah. in and stealing your shit. You got to worry about 12-year-olds that are smarter than you'll ever be going, Zion's rebounds and dunks are now mine. Then they get an email like, you can get it back for 2x of what you paid for. I'm like, thank you, hacker. Okay, you're you know what? Make it two and a half. Here you go. Can I please get my digital cards back? That's what I'm going to have to deal with forever and that's why you got to get a good firewall out there that yeah. is a clip you got a top shot wallet what's that you got a top shot wallet no that's that's only for bitcoins don't be a stitch dude. yeah come on when the nfl top play shot cards whatever the hell they're going to be called come out oh. you got to make sure you get yours because hey those are your plays those, are, those should be your cards yeah that onside kick to myself yeah. i would oh. like that for free you're welcome the holiday hit please i'd like that for free bring it in the nba is making money off of this though oh yeah which is a good idea because as the ratings are going down, they're going to have to figure out ways to profit off of their clips because that is literally how the NBA is consumed is via clips. A lot of people can come out and say the NBA's ratings are terrible. The NBA is doing terrible or whatever. I watch more NBA now than I ever have in my entire life. And it's strictly on social media. It's via the clips. They have to figure out how to make money off those clips. This seems to be the way to be doing it. They got people paying $208,000 for their star player doing a dunk. Have yeah. LeBron seen any of that money? Yes. Yeah, they're getting... Well, I would assume it goes into the revenue split. Right, uh, which would then go into the players. The so NBA's he, getting like 2.5% or something like that. Of NBA Top Shot? Yeah. What's his oh, free so throw going terrible for? Terrible deals. Mark Cuban needs to get out <laughs> fucking Shark Tank and into the NBA negotiation <laughs> deal. They're only getting 2.5% on their clips with their players in their thing for shit that's going for 80 bucks for uh, Jimmy Butler jumper is happening. They're getting 2.5% of that? Maybe the NBA is in deep shit. There. I got it with $1. Really? really? Oh, yeah. What you get? January 2nd, I got a Colby White. <laughs> It's worth $50 now. Wow. How about that? Are you fucking Warren Buffett, dude? I That's think 50X. so. That's 50X. Yeah. yeah. 50X in a couple months, this dude. And NBA players are getting in. Front of the show, Spencer Dinwiddie, he posted on uh, Twitter saying like, hey, you guys want to send me some top shots? Go ahead. I'm accepting right now. Yeah, well, hold on. There's a football player that just opened a, a card store in Los Angeles. Marsh. Cassius Marsh. Yeah. He's he inked his whole body. He don't give him money. Yeah, uh-uh. uh, joining us here in about a minute or so will be Chris Godwin. Shout out to him. One yeah. Pro Bowl, All-Pro. Going to be a free agent, too, potentially. I don't know if I heard Bruce Arians during the Super Bowl boat parade <laughs> talk about how your ass ain't going anywhere. I do know that open negotiations had begun for Bruce and for Light down there trying to keep the boys together. If you're Godwin, though, you got to think you can go make some money. There are some free agents out there, though, in the wide receiver market, that is going to be very interesting to see where they end up. Do you pick a great quarterback, or do you say, hey, i got to go get paid? Julian Edelman now, Dan Maziano of ESPN is reporting that he's potentially going to be a cap casualty for a $6 million roster bonus he's deserved, or owed next year, potentially getting cut. And Dan Maziano said you'll see him go back down there to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like it's nothing. Ooh. I don't know how... How many spots do they have down there where people can just go, you know, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go here? Because there are, it's not Julian Edelman will be able to do whatever he wants, especially because Tom Brady or whatever. But all these wide receivers that are out there, T.Y. Hilton's going to be out there on the market. Mm -hmm. He's a great player. Chris Godwin, the guy who's about to join, he's an incredible player. He's going to be on the market. I mean, he probably hasn't even gotten into the business uh, thought of the whole thing because he's still celebrating. 
Well, we might as well just go right to the horse's mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> join us now. Super Bowl champ, all pro, wide receiver, Chris Godwin. Yes! Chris, Woo! how you doing, dude? I am doing great, man. Appreciate you having me. Hey, you're about to, you're about to get paid, dude. Paid, paid, paid. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that, that is the, that's the damn goal. You know what I mean? Is get paid and, uh, you know, be able to take care of my family, you know? Well, the purpose of going to college is to find out what your profession is. Okay, so anytime somebody leaves early, I always get so intrigued by people that are like, he shouldn't leave early. It was like, well, the purpose of college was to find a job. You just got a job now. And then when you get your job, the purpose of your job now is to get paid. You're in an interesting moment now. You're about to be a free agent, but you're coming from a team, Tampa Buccaneers, that just may be about to really start to take off. How much of that conversation has to weigh into the fact that obviously your job is to take care of your family. That's why you are in the NFL. It is a business. It is your profession. But also, how much of it is like, hey, Tampa's got something very special going. There has to be some sort of, have you even started thinking about strategy or what you're going to think of going forward yet? Just stare at each other. What if he doesn't answer? Is there a delay? Hmm. There should be a delay. Chris, can you hear me? Oh, this is awesome. I'm <laughs> not going to talk about it. Is that what's going on right now? Delayed? I don't. This is amazing. It's still going through. Can you hear me? Yo, can you hear me? Oh, Chris, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, in and out. Oh, I I my God. <laughs> I thought you just had one of the best moments in history. I asked you about your free agent strategy, and you were just sitting there completely quiet. I was like, did he decide not to answer? That was amazing. I was so happy if that was the case. Turns out you can hear me. So if let me run this back. Tampa Bay, the team, obviously, Bruce Arians is publicly negotiating right now with some people. Your ass ain't going nowhere. Your ass ain't going nowhere. You got Tom Brady as a quarterback. Your, your job is to make as much money as possible. That's why you're in the NFL. How interesting is that situation? situation now that the Bucks are about to heat up it seems like just won a Super Bowl you're about to hit free agency how much of that conversation has happened between you your representation the Bucks and everything like that maybe even you with yourself yeah man uh that's it, very very uh interesting right because like you said like the team is is heading in the right direction and like this is something that that I saw kind of happen over the last couple of years you know like me and Mike would have conversations uh like even like going back to last year about how like we felt like we were like right there we had like the right, you know, core group of guys to really make a run. We just needed, you know, a couple more pieces. And then, you know, you get Tom and then it takes off in year one. You know, I know a lot of people didn't really expect it to end how it did, but shoot, like that was a goal for us. And so for me, like going, like looking at free agency, I'm like, that's definitely something that I'm really considering is like, like one, like, like I want to be here, you know, like I love the guys on the team. I think we got something special, you know, but at the same time, you got to consider, you know, all the possibilities out there and consider doing like what's best for you and your, and your family. Long time you've worked for this moment. You know, like this is a lot of years in the making free agency. This is a massive ordeal for you and your family. So congrats, by the way. Congrats. Yeah, I appreciate y'all, man. Yeah, no problem. Not a lot of people get to this point where there's potentially a massive bank just sitting on the other side of a signature on a piece of paper. You know what I mean? Like that is a, yeah. that is a very, very cool thing. Let's talk about that core that you talked about over the last couple of years growing and then Tom coming in there. When Tom Tom mm -hmm. showed up. What did you learn specifically from watching him or what did he do to the building you think that really rallied the troops to take it to the next level? I think the biggest thing that he brought uh, was just the, the mentality of expecting to win over kind of hoping to win. Mm. Right? Like we, we've had a bunch of talented guys, you know, for years, but could never really put it together. And so, you know, like the, just the history of the team kind of creeps into your mind. You go into games like 
you know, as a competitor, you're like, yeah, we can win this. But like, you know, you're really just kind of hoping to win. But this year, you know, we went, we approached every single game like we damn sure can win this game. You know, like there's no reason why we why we couldn't, you know, especially as the season progressed, even when we hit like our, you know, our little slump in November, we didn't really like we didn't really waver. You know, we knew that we were taking our growing pains as the season was going because we didn't have any OTAs or anything like that to really learn each other. You know what I mean? And then we had like once the playoffs hit, there was no doubt in our mind that we were going to win. You know, it was just a matter of showing everybody else. You and Mike Evans were a massive part of the conversation for why Tom Brady chose Tampa potentially. Now, there's a bunch of bullshit out there that some teams weren't interested in Tom and blah, blah, blah. But I think we all know anybody that's ever played in the NFL is like, if a team could have got Tom Brady, there's a couple teams, obviously, that have their quarterback or whatever. But Tom Brady coming in their building makes everybody better. But whenever you, whenever he signed there, we kind of sat back and we're like, okay, so he's got the best group of weapons he's ever had. Mike Chris, I mean, that was before we even knew about Scoot Scoot, Scotty Miller. (laughs) I mean, that was Ronald Jones, the entire squad. It was a big part of why everybody thought Tom potentially wanted to go to Tampa with you and Mike being just weapons. Now, if you were to think about going on the market anywhere, do you think about who else is potentially on the offensive side with you? Uh, Because obviously you and Mike benefited from each other, right, for a while now. Add in there Gronk, AB comes in there. It definitely helps. Not saying you would need it, but it's definitely one of those things where you have to think about it. I would assume quarterback and other offensive weapons is something you're going to have to consider whenever you're thinking about where you're going, not just money-wise. Yeah, yeah, that's 100% correct. You know, like – the, the goal obviously is, is to get paid right but at the same time i'm not stupid like I, i'm not i'm not gonna put myself in a situation where i'm gonna be miserable for for some years to come just for a couple extra dollars like i, I think my happiness is, is is paramount in all of this you know and and part of that happiness is winning you know and like you said just having extra you know all, a bunch of different guys on the offensive side that can make your job a little bit easier but also give you the best chance to win is, is something that i'm that i'm strongly considering you know it's a, it's a big reason why you know, I want to be here. You know, I I know I can trust my dogs when, when when it's time to go to battle. Bruce Arians and you have a great relationship or no? Have you got to know each other well? He is electric. Yeah, yeah man. Hey, B.A., he's, he's a great guy, man. Like, beyond the football stuff, you know, I got a lot of respect for B.A., the way he conducts his business, you know, the way he carries himself. Like, he's not going to sugarcoat anything to you. You know what I mean? Like if if you if you're playing bad, he's gonna let you know shit up. Like yo, you're playing like shit. You know, but if, but it but if you're not, you're playing good. You know, he's right there behind you, and he's not really he's not gonna throw you under the bus. You know, I got a lot of I got a lot of respect for BA. Whenever you think about this free agency market, have you thought about teams or places that could be interested? Have you and your people had full meetings? Or are we celebrating and enjoying the Super Bowl still? <laughs> uh, really, really just. Uh, just stopping, celebrating from the Super Bowl. Nice. Like the, uh, it, it took me a little while to recover from the uh, yeah. parade. And all that. <laughs> Did you ever get your phone? Did you ever get a new phone? Did Verizon show up with a phone? They should have. They should have had a boat Man. fucking come right yeah. out to you. Listen, the the next day, like less than twenty four hours, Verizon came through for your boy. And they <laughs> got me with a new phone, man. They they looked out. I should, so I, I appreciate them. You, <laughs> that video is hilarious. Hey, is this live? Yeah. I know you're going to see this Verizon. I got my That was an amazing. You were not happy. You were the only person on the boat that seemed to not be having the time of their life because there was a real moment that was like, look at all these cameras out. I can't do it because 4-2 Scotty Miller threw my shit in the goddamn room. Man. I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm telling you. I, I'm telling you, like, that. that's exactly what it was. Like, I'm, 
I'm sitting here with my phone and like, mind you, like, I don't, like, I'm not even like the type to really be on my phone and stuff like that, especially in that moment. But like, I was about to go live. I'm like, man, let me try something a little bit different. Yeah, see, that's the last time I'm doing that shit. I ain't going live no more. Now my phone's at the bottom of the Tampa River. You know what I mean? But it worked out in the end. But it had me sick for for a moment there. What happened? What happened? You tried to hold it? You batted it out of your hands? What happened? So I pulled out my pocket, right? And I'm just holding it, about to go live or whatever. And, like, I see him stumble. I'm like, yo, I can't let my boy go take a dive in the Tampa River. You know what I mean? Like, I can get a new phone. I I don't know if we can get a new Scotty. So I, I try to stop him, and it's like it hit the back of his like shoulder or something. It just hit my phone right out my hand, and it was a it was a wrap from there. Uh, Scotty doesn't even remember that happening. I bet Scotty, no <laughs> Scotty has no idea that that <laughs> happened. Um, your offensive weapons, I just listed through them, but when Gronk, AB, Leonard Fournette get added into that, you know, kind of attitude, and then I think whenever Gronk was signing. One of the tight ends said they wanted to be traded or whatever. I forget who it was, but OJ Howard. OJ Howard said he I want to be traded or whatever. And that obviously ended up working out. He did not get traded and everything bought in there. But was there ever a moment of like, how are we all gonna gel? Like whenever you guys there was helicopters flying over and Tom was throwing balls and then A B gets added and then everybody still Leonard Fournette gets added into that thing. Was there a thought of like, is there enough balls to go around? How will we gel? How is it was there ever a doubt or did you just assume that it will all get figured out? I mean, I, I think at different times, there's like, you know, jokes thrown around about how the ball is going to be spread around. But like, I think the only serious question was really just how we were going to gel. Um, because like, it, you know, football is so, it's so unique, uh, you know, in terms of like being a team game. And like, it's not just like you, you know, you throw the best players together and it's going to work. It's not, it don't work like that. So like the fact that we didn't have OTAs and stuff, and we're kind of like throwing together this makeshift like workouts and stuff and trying to get the, to know each other. It's like, man, like we gotta make this shake like with the live bullets. You know what I mean? And and like I said, like that's how you, that's what happened in like in November. You know, you start seeing us kinda uh, you know, losing to some of the tougher teams just because they had been together for a little while, a couple of years, and they put it together and we were still figuring it out. But like I said, as the season progressed, we did there was no doubt in our mind that we were gonna figure it out because we knew that through all those tough moments, we were battle tested and like whereas previous teams like would have folded you know, we kept, we fought back and we, and we came together and then, you know, playoffs hit and now we're hitting the ground running. Second half of Atlanta, I think is when everybody kind of looks back and they're like, okay, this is when the team really offensively started coming together. Was there anything that happened then? Was it like a backs against the wall moment? Was there a halftime speech or did it just so happen to click in that second half? There wasn't really like a halftime speech or anything, but it, it for damn sure was a back against the wall moment, you know, like we're seven to five playing Atlanta. Um, you know, fresh off a bye, and we're down 17 at halftime. And it's like, man, like, we're we're fighting for our playoff lives now. So, like, every game from that point on was a playoff game, and we treated it like such, you know what I mean? And it's you'd be surprised what happened when, when your back's against the wall. I'm happy you guys won a Super Bowl, man. But <laughs> Shit, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking to myself right there, what, imagine you guys don't even make the playoffs down there. Like, there was a there was a time in the middle of the year where it was like Tampa, the, a lot of it, Tampa is all hype. Bill Belichick, obviously, won in this entire thing. Tom can't even get his – because the, as soon as Tom goes down there, 
I think the odds change. You guys win a Super Bowl like 500, maybe 600 points. It changed or whatever. Yeah. And then through the year, the thought of the no OTAs or preseason games or even being able to sit at the same table uh, at the facility, those types of things really started coming in light. It was like, this team doesn't really get a chance to be around each other. That's why towards the end of the season, Clyde Christensen was like, if we had eight more weeks, I think we'd only get better and better and better, which is why it's also interesting what happens going forward. Connor, what do you got? Yeah, Chris, up until last year, you wore 12 for your entire playing career. Was there ever yeah. a thought to like make Brady give you like some stock in TB12? Or did you just realize like, hey, this is the guy throwing me the ball. I'll give him his number. No, nah, it, it was it was just out of respect, man. I, I should have got some damn stock in TB12, though. Yeah. Especially with him winning seven. And that, that stock's got to be going up. Oh, yeah. I was... <laughs> but nah, um, it, yeah, it was it was really just out, like out of respect for the game, man. You know, Tom's been, you know, obviously so dominant his whole career. And like, you know, I think the way I looked at it was like, hoping that something like that would come full circle that like late in my career, if I want, if I wanted number 12 and it was going to a new team and it's a, a young guy would show me that same respect. You know, are you going to, you're going to wear 12 if you go to another team, huh? <laughs> that would <laughs> that would shit that, that that's what i'll be going for yeah you know we, we we'll cross that bridge if it, if it if it ever gets here wait until you hear us be like tom brady forced chris godwin <laughs> wow. out of the number 12 he wins the super and bowl and then kicked him out. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome, Diggs. What do you got? Chris, Pat always tells a story about him getting franchised and he saw the money. He was like, that's that's awesome. Um, but I know a lot of players are potentially against getting franchised. There's rumors yeah. the Bucks may do that for you if something doesn't get worked out long term. What will your, will your thoughts be if you get franchised? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm in the same boat as like a lot of players. You know, I, like you want to get, you know, some long-term security. You know, you, you want the team to, to commit to you as well. Um, and so, like, I, I think an extension would be ideal. But at the end of the day, you know, if, if the franchise is what happens, then, like, that's what I got to do. You know what I mean? And then and then we'll revisit later. But, um, Bro. you know, I want to I be in Tampa. But at the end of the day, I, w- I want to get paid, too. So. You're going to make so much money if you hit the market. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is insane to think about. Like, I see you're in a very nice place there, obviously. But has that been something that is fully registered with you yet? We let off with, like, congrats, basically, you're about to get paid. But it is a real life changer. For, for instance, I, I got money that was nowhere near what you're going to get. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, holy shit. Like, okay, I'm a different person now than I was <laughs> just a day ago. Like, I can go do whatever I want to do. Has it settled in like with friends family and everything like that it's like okay we did what we had to do all right the it was basically all one big job interview for this entire college high school college even in the nfl now we're about to hit that point have you had that moment yet i i hope you get a chance to have that with your family and friends and be like hey we fucking did it like hey it's about to happen you know what i mean like that's a big deal dude yeah. not a lot of people get that type of money to do something they work at you're about to do it and you earned it like that's something you should think about going in there and have that cool conversation oh yeah uh so i i haven't actually like had that moment yet um like i hadn't really like sunk in quite yet like i'm aware of what's going on but um but I don't think that moment will truly come until we actually like sign something, you know, like you say, it's been one long interview for, I don't know what, 10, 15 plus years, you know, like your entire life. And, and I'm, I'm very much a guy that I, I don't, I don't like to count money that I don't have in my pocket. You know what I mean? Smart. And so you, know, you just, you never know what happens. Smart. 
That's you very know, smart. So, well, you uh, should invest in uh, you should invest in uh, Top Shot NBA Top Shots. Oh, yeah, I've I've been hearing a lot about that, but I don't, I'm not I'm not quite sure what it like what it is. Though. Oh man, we can turn that contract you're about to get into something real special. <laughs> we go right I, into. I, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, your contract is going to be special. Regardless, don't you don't need Top Shot or Bitcoin to talk to you about that. But it is it is such an because for instance, whenever I went into it, uh, I got offered a contract while I was hopping on a plane to go to Niagara Falls, Canada with uh, my friend's little brother who just turned 19. So we're taking him to Canada to drink or whatever. I get a call uh, with a contract offer for, you know, over five years, multiple million dollars, but it was a terrible offer, right? It was a terrible offer. Like what I, my agent that was at the time doing a conversation was like, they offered you this. They want the answer in 30 minutes. I was getting on a plane that did not have internet. Okay. So I'm hopping on this plane to go to Canada to celebrate Nick's little brother's 19th birthday. And I'm getting offered like this $8 million offer or whatever. And I'm like, Oh my God, that is so much money. They're like we need an answer right now though. And I'm like, that's, I should be making more. Right. They're like, yeah, I'm like, no, that is 8 million. And you got like a flight. <laughs> attendant coming by like phone down please i'm like lady lady hold on <laughs> i got like uh, i got so i was like tell him no or whatever and then by the time i landed and got into canada i was franchise tagged the next morning i was like all right i'm a fucking millionaire still let me sign this thing i guess it is <laughs> yeah, it, I, I, a, guess I'll it. <laughs> I guess i'll sign it i guess i'll sign this thing but it's going to be a very interesting process because if and i don't know anybody Unless you come from, I guess, that world and your family is just ridiculously wealthy, whenever those numbers start getting put in front of you where you're like, I can actually do this, it is a really cool feeling. But also it's like, holy shit, too. There's a lot of that going on. Yeah, I, and, and I can imagine that, too, you know. But I, I think the great thing is that, like, you know, I, I got some great agents and, and I'm going to allow them to, to go to work and, and go to bat for me, you know what I mean? And, and trust the fact that, you know, that, that we know where my value is and that we're gonna to continue to push towards that because, you know, don't wanna sell yourself short. You know what I mean? As hard as it may be to turn down some 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 of the most most of the money I've ever seen in my lifetime. Like beyond like what I've ever thought about seeing. You know, but you got you gotta trust the people that you hire to do their job. Anything you think about you're gonna be your first purchase? Anything cool? Either you're gonna buy anything sweet? Man, uh, you know, I, I haven't thought about anything like that crazy. Like I said, I don't, I don't like the count money that's not my pocket yet. You know, that's where you get some trouble. You know what I mean? Then things start getting delayed. You like, man, but I, my, my pocket's kind of itching. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a, uh, I bought a Cadillac Escalade the day after I was drafted in the seventh round. Yeah, because uh, I thought the uh, the signing bonus, you know, just comes right into your bank account. Turns out that thing was delayed with three months. I almost got that in the repo. Oh. I had no money. I had to go into the bank with a news clip, basically, and say, hey, this is what they're going to pay me or whatever. If you could defer the payment until then. I ended up paying like 27% interest or something. <laughs> it was unbelievable, like a $200,000 escalator. Turns out you actually have to sign the contract to get the signing <laughs> Uh Chris, you're awesome, man. You had a hell of a run. Enjoy the off season. Are you down in Florida still? I'd assume that's where you all is at home forever, even if you end up going somewhere else? Uh, yeah, it, it's it's home right now. You know what I mean. And uh, and I, I spend most of my off season here just because like who would who wants to go somewhere cold in the off season? Yeah, I was you know just in I mean? Florida. I'm, I'm enjoy it. Stay there. I was just <laughs> down in Florida. I flew back into Indiana. It was like negative twenty. Where are you from originally, Chris? Uh, I'm from Delaware. Where'd you go to school? Penn State. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I've been in the cold. You know, and I'm not, I don't be too thrilled to go back up there and 
February and March. Hey, yeah, they I'm stink, saying. though, huh? coming out of Florida. Hey, Penn State stinks. Why, why does Penn State stink? Is, is Penn State ever going to come back, Chris? What? They stink right now. The, the biggest Man. moment's James Franklin almost fighting a fan a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are they ever going to come back? Penn State is an institution. I mean, some bad things happen, yeah. but it's a big time. They, yeah. and, and they have nothing <laughs> yeah. in relevance anymore. What's going on, Chris? Yeah, no, nah, I, I think they'll bounce back. They had a, they had a rough year. Um, I, don't, I don't know what was going on, man, it, but it was tough to watch at times. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, it's tough to watch your boys start off 0-5. And and like, and but they flipped it around in the second half. I think they won like four straight or something like that. But that's that, that's unacceptable at Penn State. And I got faith that they're going to bring it back. How hard was this season with the COVID stuff? Was it much more difficult that from like outside looking in? Obviously, it seems weird. Mm-hmm. Can't eat lunch. Zoom calls. Go home. Don't do this. Don't even change. Yeah. You got plexiglass next to each other. But was it something you guys got it used to? Or was all year just like this sucks the entire time, basically? I think we got used to it uh, to a certain degree, but then like once you get to the playoffs, they, they cranked it up even more. So like we're getting tested twice a day. Like you can't see no, you can't see any of your family like at all. Like nobody visiting. Like it, it was just weird the entire year. And then you add on to the fact that like half the stadiums didn't have any fans. Like I don't know if there's been anything in football that I've experienced that was more weird than playing in New Orleans week one, and this is like silent dome, and it basically just feels like a high school like scrimmage, like. I can hear all the things that the other teams, coaches are saying. I'm like, yo, like this is this is the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. I just uh, we talked to Vita Vey yesterday, who mm. might be one of the coolest. Who, along, by the way, it seems like your old locker room is maybe just an incredible place. You have something, Connor? Yeah, Chris. Uh, speaking of Vita Vea, did you ever call Sue Big Girl, or oh, was that yeah. kind of a D line? Oh, did you hear about this? So I've heard. I might have heard her once or twice, oh. like just like in passing. But you know, like me being a receiver. I'm going to stay out of those big guys. Like, I'm going to stay out of, out of their lane. Big girl. I, I, I was messing with Vita one time, man. Like, I walked up behind him and, like, put him in, like, a bear hug. Oh, and, like, be, literally, drinks. like, in, in seconds, like, my hands were, like, ripping apart. And I'm like, yo, this is the strongest human I've ever been around <laughs> in my lifetime. So from that from that moment on, I was like, I got to leave him alone. Well, he uh, he trapped me into calling Dominic and Sue big girl yesterday. Oh, and that is going to be something I think uh, Dominic Sue is not going to just let that slide by. Chris, uh, can't thank you enough for joining us, man. You're awesome. Yeah, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. Love the show. Well, I mean, you're about to be, like, filthy rich. <laughs> so our show is going to be a bit below you for a while. But you you deserve it, pal. Enjoy this Super Bowl. Enjoy this whole free agency process. It can get a bit hectic uh, from what I've been told from other people. I've never been in your world, obviously. But enjoy this. You deserve it. Congrats on everything, Chris. Yeah, appreciate y'all, fellas. Y'all be safe, man. Hey, happy you can talk, too. The beginning of this thing, you know, you're just fucking sitting there <laughs> oh, like a mute. Just sitting there. Yo, it, it's crazy. Look, I think the first purchase, I got to get me some new internet or something. Somebody got <laughs> Hey, somebody Verizon, I know you're listening. <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chris God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Uh, so sorry to interrupt. I want to let you know that most guys have tried so many different ways to last longer in a sack, but thinking about baseball doesn't always work. And that's why the folks at Roman, an online men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting better sex. Saying the Pledge of Allegiance in your head only works for so long, counting backwards from 10 only works for so long, Roman Swipes are a clinically proven way to last longer in a sack. They're effective, easy to use, fast-acting, but don't require a prescription. Roman can ship the swipes to you in discreet, unmarked packaging, and each swipes packet is small enough to hide in your wallet for whenever you're ready to bust it out. 
Swipes are great. They will not transfer to your partner so you can last longer without even worrying of anybody knowing that you have a tag team partner and it's longer, better sex that you're all of a sudden having out of nowhere. Super easy to use. Just take the swipes out of the packet that's very small. You'll have it in your back pocket, probably, if I had to guess. Whenever it's about time to make love, when it's time to, you know, fornicate, whenever it's time to do it, take the swipes out of the packet, rub it on, let it dry quickly, and then you're good to go. And nobody will even know that you're using a tag team partner that's going to make you have the greatest sex of all time. You're going to be in a sack. Might as well put on a show in there with your friends at Roman. And right now, when you go to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee, that's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash P-A-T-M-C-A-F-E-E, you can get your first month of swipes for just $5 when you choose a monthly plan. That's GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. Mitt, I'd recommend you do this if you ever think about having sex. He's muted. Thank you. Mate, you should listen. I don't like to dig into your personal life. I don't want to know. You do great work around here. Thank you. You should be doing great work in a sack as well with our friends at Roman. Roman swipes the secret to longer lasting, better sex. Get Roman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. Let's get back to the show. Let's get to the voice of the people. Let's get to the phone calls, shall we? Uh, hopefully we got some cool ones today. Let's get to Dion and Dayton. Dion, what's going on? What's up, Pat? Oh! Dion, thanks for the hello. Very nice. But you, now, you did say fuck you to the boys, basically. Yeah, what's going on? Which is kind of unbelievable. No, no, you cut me off. You cut me off. I said the end of the boys. End the boys. Okay, sorry. Oh, I yeah, apologize, Dion. We appreciate it. Down there in Dayton, by the way, the last two weeks. Two Super Bowls down there in Dayton. Two people I did not know existed won the two Dayton races. I'm assuming that's not what you want to talk about, because now there's nothing really to talk about in that particular field. What do you want to talk about, Dion? Um, I want to talk about my goddamn Jets for a moment. Mm. Um, I was over the Deshaun Watson stuff, but now my Jets are back into it. How do you feel about them actually having a chance of doing it? The Jets, by the, the Jets have been in the same position with Deshaun Watson since the beginning, which is, I think, Deshaun, thanks for the call, Dion. Thanks for the hello, by the way. That was very nice of you. Um, Deshaun Watson, ESPN Upstate, which is an ESPN local affiliate in Carolina somewhere. Right. And I, I forgot about the ties to Carolina that Deshaun has, obviously. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was always wondering, like, why are the Carolina Panthers even involved? All college, home, everything yeah, yeah. is basically there. They're like, hey, let's bring the Michael Jordan of football back home here. OK, it makes a lot more sense now that I started thinking that. But the initial thing was the Jets. Remember, he was in New York for yep. a couple of them. He was wearing a green hat. Remember, mm -hmm. he chose to wear green in public. He obviously wanted to go to the Jets. But now with the Jets, Dolphins and Panthers allegedly being approved by Deshaun Watson, that means Deshaun Watson's people are telling people that this is where he would want to go, trying to control the narrative even more so. The Panthers getting into that list is a good news uh, for the Carolina Panthers organization, who has allegedly been very interested in potentially getting Deshaun Watson or another quarterback in there because David Tepper, the new owner of the Carolina Panthers, seems to be an owner who's not scared to go all in. Dabbled in ownership with the Pittsburgh Steelers, gets the Carolina Panthers, immediately says, okay, let's go ahead and stir some shit here. Ron Rivera out like week four, week five. Go ahead and have a good one. It's not going to be our thing. Goes to Baylor, pays Matt Rule a bunch of money, brings in Joe Brady, gets Teddy Bridgewater, breaks off Christian McCaffrey. Carolina Panthers are getting active in this whole game. They see Teddy Bridgewater for one year. Seems like they're not 100% sold on Teddy Bridgewater. They've been in conversations elsewhere. But it does feel like the Carolina Panthers have been the most 
recent team to get into the Sean Watson conversation. But the Jets have been around since day one. Same situation remains. If the Texans don't want to trade him, he's not going anywhere. Deshaun wants to go somewhere. He's going to control that narrative. The Jets, Miami, and Panthers are the three teams he's thinking about going to. I would assume there's others on the list if it ever became potentially available. But it's good news for the Panthers. Jets, you guys are still in the same spot. You should not feel that bad. Uh at all, by the way, about maybe Bob Sala making Sam Darnold a franchise player out of nowhere. Dan Orlovsky's big thing now Ooh. on Twitter has been how good Sam Darnold is. Yep. And whenever he starts listing off the stats of what's three head coaches, two head coaches, three coordinators or something within his first three years, and uh, Orlovsky even put into parentheses like one horrible head coach. I mean, yeah. wow. And he was talking about Adam Gates. I assume. I assume he was talking about Adam Gase. Oh, I assume he was talking about Adam Gase. But Sam Darnold, okay. if you're a Jets fan, are you completely out on? It sounds like because Dion down in Dayton heard Deshaun Watson was potentially coming back again like he has been since the beginning. And he's like, well, that's much better than Sam Darnold. Orlovsky's out there like, no, nah, nah, nah. Darnold still has a chance to be a guy. He's only like 22 or 23 years old. But he might have to start somewhere else. It's very interesting, a lot of these situations. The Jets may, out, may be out on Darnold, but it seems like a lot of other fan bases are, still have hope in Darnold and would definitely take Darnold. <laughs> Seems like Miami's potentially one of them, no? Steelers. Sam Darnold to Pittsburgh. Bring well, him home. Yeah, but what about Dewey? Bring him home. What about Dewey Haskins? Bring him home? What? what? Home? I mean, Darnold well, from Pittsburgh? Well, well, Pittsburgh, this country was built on steel. It's everyone's home. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Smart. That's why there's a Steelers bar in every single Bring city in America. But there's wow. nothing wrong with a healthy quarterback competition to see who's the future quarterback, Dewey. Or Sam Darnold. So now, like, I would assume the Dan Orlovskis of the world would be very frustrated with what you just said, saying Sam Darnold and Dewey Orlovsky, or Dewey Orlovsky, <laughs> Dewey <laughs> Haskins are in competition. You're this, right, right. this is what Orlovsky said. Uh, so many folks are surprised that a young QB, Darnold, in his first three years with two head coaches, one very bad. Okay? So he didn't say horrible. He said one very bad. Three offense coordinators, two GMs. He had Mono as an adult. We got to remember that. Mm. He had shoulder injury, bottom five offensive line, bottom five run game, bottom five skill players, bottom 10 defense. Are you surprised that he struggled? Every quarterback would struggle in that. It's nonsense he can't play. Okay? So Dan Orlovsky has now cemented himself into the Sam Darnold camp. What will happen with Sam Darnold? And when you do look at that, you realize, like, oh, that would be a tough place to fare as a quarterback, I do believe. I don't know if the Pittsburgh Steelers are necessarily in the market, but there's a lot. Denver's looking for a quarterback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sam Darnold, Drew Locke, potentially better. New England's looking for a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not 100 He's seen ghosts, I think, right, playing against the New England or whatever, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. And that we found out from – Herbert mm -hmm. was, that's actually pass rushers. That's not in the secondary. I thought it was secondary. You see one coverage, then all of a sudden it's actually a different coverage. Instead, it's like when you get antsy in the pocket, when you think you're getting beat up, that's because he's had a bottom five offensive line his entire time. I think Sam Darnold could be an intriguing piece of a lot of teams going forward. And we always talk about getting out of that Gase umbrella and guys, you know, skyrocket, become a whole new player. It could easily happen with Darnold. What's he, 23, and he's already got – you know, three years of experience under his belt. Why Tana, not? Tannehill, Tannehill looked uh -huh. like he had no hope. That guy should have stayed at wide receiver, yes. people were saying, about Tannehill. Then he leaves. Marcus Mariota gets benched. Nobody really talks about it. Nope. Like, that was a – is he a Heisman winner? Over, yeah. he a high, he, yeah. that, just because of the, the success that Tannehill had, by the way. Titans fans maybe earlier were like, Marcus is our guy. And then, like, two weeks later, they're like – Let's fucking get rid of Marcus. <laughs> it was pretty good. Let's move on. And then Marcus Mariota now obviously comes in 
we thought devastating groin injury. Derek Carr has a great game. He's potentially getting traded right now. But the Adam Gase gone and three offensive coordinators in however many years he's been in the league, three years or whatever, it would be tough to see that anybody succeed there. But if you're a guy at quarterback, do you have numerous head coaches? Do you have three offensive coordinators? Do you have all that shit? You know, what goes, it's the chicken or the egg type thing mm -hmm. here. You know what I mean? Like if you have a guy, like Andrew Luck, for instance. When Andrew Luck came in, it didn't really matter, okay, who was going to be wherever. He was going to have success yeah. because he was a guy. Now, Sam Darnold, has he had the prime opportunity to succeed in the NFL? Absolutely not. I, I think Jets fans are the first to tell you, like, yeah, this organization fucking stinks. Yeah. People are talking about Trevor Lawrence staying in school if the Jets <laughs> didn't fuck up the tank job or whatever. That's how bad the Jets are. But if you get a generational guy, does it matter? Does anything matter like that? Uh, that's the bigger conversation about Sam Darnold. Joe Burrow with the Bengals. He had nothing. Not, how good was he before he got hurt? Nothing. He's a guy. He's a guy. That's going to get wasted in Cincinnati because they stink. Mm -hmm. Bengals fans, who day nation, are an awesome group of people. Oh, yeah. Amazing people. That organization stinks. <laughs> that, uh, that mm -hmm. Absolutely no stinks. Now, listen, as a Steelers fan, you feel that way? I'm talking about for the players that are there, though, too. Like, you're giving them no chance, basically. The coaches over there, you're giving them no chance. Little to no resource. It's a job. Okay, you get to work in the NFL. Way to go. Yeah. But guys that go and coach other places and then come there and they're like, we ain't even got a fucking shower in this place. I mean, that is, you know what I mean? There just should be a little bit higher of an expectation amongst the shield for how Cincinnati operates over there. But Joe Burrow does seem to be a guy. At what point will he potentially say, I need out of here? And how will Sam Darnold potentially exit? Where will he go? What's that? Dick. Zito sent a graphic into the group yesterday, and it was because the Bears had the most Hall of Famers on their yeah. team at 30. But the Bengals have been around since the 60s. They only have one Hall of Famer. Like 30 for the Bears, one for the Bears. And how long have they been around? I think the 60s. So they, they have the same facilities, too. Yeah. <laughs> that, changed. that Hall of Famer showered in, in that same shower. shower. <laughs> Still got the he, same walked, weights. he walked these hallways. <laughs> you know, that's what they say to the young players. Joe Burrow, our Hall of Famer. He took a shit in that toilet right there. that you will be taking a shit in with that single ply toilet paper right next to you. He practiced in the mud. We got you turf. Just think about that. You want to be a Hall of Famer around here, that's what you got to do. What do you think about McCaffrey's name being tossed around yeah. in, in, the, in the trade rumors for Watson? And we talked about that yesterday. It's like he is a, would you just, would you give up a top, I said 10 player in the NFL. I forget who we were talking about. They said top five. We were talking to somebody about it. They said, AJ. AJ said top five player. Maybe. I mean, you watch that Amazon thing. He had like a 4% chance yeah, of scoring on one play. And he, yeah. he went through the air to do it. I mean, he's he's next. He. Wh why would you do that if you are trying to go all in? You would want to keep a top 10 player on your team if you're trying to add another one to that old thing. And it's just, that seemed like an interesting thing. Maybe it was just people on the internet cooking up ways for them to potentially entice the Texans to make a move. But if you're trying to make a move for Deshaun Watson, you don't think Teddy Bridgewater is good enough. Why would you unload your fucking best player if you're trying to become that team? That didn't make much sense mm -hmm. to me, but I could be wrong. There's a lot of dumb things that happened. Their backup, Mike Davis, had some pretty good success when McCaffrey wasn't there, and you can hold on to Bobby Anderson and DJ Moore on the outside. <laughs> it, it, it might make sense to move McCaffrey, especially if you only have to give up one first-round pick. Bingo. Uh, but also could also give up that guy. Yeah. Who had a you know great year. Mikey like, Davis. Yeah, he might have the hottest trade value right now. You yeah. know, Now, is Christian McCaffrey going to come back and do the same? He's a little bit of a model now, too, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Hey, Christian McCaffrey's out there modeling. And we, GQ. We, we did a full breakdown of McCaffrey's family like a year and a half yeah, ago. 
we did a full breakdown. His grandpa on his mom's side mm -hmm. is like his mom is an Olympic yep. Olympian. His grandpa, or grandma on his mom's side is Olympian. His dad, obviously, NFL legend. His old brother. I mean, there's like his. He was created to be a professional athlete, basically, <laughs> yeah. and he is. Ever, he is unbelievable. But that was so much for the what have you done for me lately, League? You know, he didn't. He was hurt last year, so yeah, I was yeah. like, fucking trade him. Get him. He ain't worth that money. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we relax for one second? That guy was a player. He's actually the reason Cam Newton didn't have a job for 86 days. Because when Christian McCaffrey, when Cam Newton was hurt, Christian McCaffrey became 90% of that offense. Yep. And yeah. he was just going off. And it became his team all of a sudden. Will it be Deshaun Watson? Right. It's a quarterback-driven league. Let's go to Tommy down there in Charlotte. What's going on, Tommy? The, the Charlotte spelling. Pat, what's oh, going on, oh, man? How are you today? Thank you, Tommy. That was very nice of you. Did say fuck you to the boys there, though, and uh, that is kind of rude. But, Tommy, what do you want to talk about in C-H-A-R-O-L-L-E-T-T-E, -T -T -E, Charlotte, North Carolina, I'd assume. Ooh. What do you want to talk about, Tommy? Rote. Yeah, I'm over here in Uptown. Oh, you hey, I said that yesterday, right? Uh, the Jewel City or whatever, Queen City. And you guys don't say, what's that? Because our uptown is downtown. Yeah, your yeah, you're downtown is actually titled uptown because you want to be a little bit uh, fancier than everybody mm -hmm. else. Correct, correct. Right. And uh, buddy down in Daytona, I got to say, I think Deshaun's probably coming here. Half the city would love it. All the Clemson fans here, South Carolina fans, probably would hate it. But my call is more about the Patriots. I see they have a ton of cap space, and I'm a Bills fan. So it's a little bit concerning, not just for us, but for the entire AFC. If they can sign someone like J.J. Watt, for instance, we see in the Super Bowl, if you get to Mahomes, uh, he goes into a panic and can't really win the game. So, I mean, what do you He did not go into a panic. The guy was actually making plays. He threw three touchdowns that were dropped. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes did. Now, not a bad question there from old Tommy Donner and Charlotte, but the the thought of New England, not, they have to get a quarterback. Exactly. Uh, they have to build an entire roster. <laughs> now, now, you get J.J., that's Super Bowl. Yeah. JJ plays tight end. Yeah. JJ does play tight end. Can he throw it? He, I, I assume got, he can. You remember? Oh, he, he plays tight end. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen him throw the ball to the top fucking level yep. of a stadium okay. in, in real life. So it's not like video editing. I've I seen the entire thing. When he started doing that play catch with everybody thing, I assume everybody thought, there's no way you're going to be able to fucking do this. And I think that's why he continued to do it because it was like, spite of all his teammates saying, there's no way you're going to be it. That takes up too much time. He would be there. It would be 35, 40 minutes of him doing a full, and it's in the pre-pre-warm-up when kickers and punters out there. So I kind of, I feel like I might have been one of the first people to really see it. And I thought, oh, this guy, there's no fucking way. He, he did every single person that was in the stadium at the time he wow. played catch with. And I go around, I'm like, does this guy even care about football? He's fucking. <laughs> Seriously. Then he had a touchdown, I think, two touchdowns, like four sacks or something like that. And he did that every single game. It got to a point, though, where some of those hucks were very fucking impressive. Deep. We're talking about people in the top. Security guards up in, JJ, up in the top <laughs> catching that thing. It, he probably could play quarterback and tight end for the Patriots if he wanted to. But remember, it takes him an hour to go through DoorDash up here in Wisconsin. Yeah. Who knows how many options? He's got to kind of sift through some things. Is Bill Belichick on the horn to that log cabin in Wisconsin for J.J. Watt? Who knows? But it has been said that the Patriots are going to be very active in free agency. Well, awesome. If he can play quarterback, let's give him number nine. We'll run the power option right and left every play, and then we'll mix in a couple passes because, you know, we don't have any receivers or tight ends at the moment. Well, he would be the tight end he'd be throwing. Yeah. It would be like the oh. video where he throws it straight up in the oh, air. Jamal Charles. Yeah. Remember those videos back in the day where the guy, who was it, Tony Gonzalez, punched his hands through. Fantasy oh, football oh, commercials. This is why you should draft me. Yeah. <laughs>
I think yeah. Nugent or Crosby had some kicks in there. Yeah, yeah. Andre Johnson catching two balls and then catching yeah. another. That was that was beautiful editing. <laughs> Steven Jackson. Yeah, someone like jumps through a moving car Steven window Jackson. to window. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and by awesome. the way, that was back whenever I don't think the editing was as anywhere near or the effects were what they were now. Those edits were unbelievable. I know they're all real. Of no. course, that's what I'm talking no about. No way. That's what I'm talking about. I remember about. having an argument with my friends, and I'm like, this stuff's impossible, guys. Oh, no, CGI <laughs> wasn't around yet. I think that was real. Well, you know, Mason Crosby did turn the clock to midnight, I think, with a kick. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, hitting the bells. Yeah, was that? No, and then he actually turned the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he actually the turned... The yeah, that was probably... That one was probably real, if I had to guess. Yeah. The, the other ones were just ridiculous, though. No, there were some that were absolutely ridiculous. Was that going well, you know, I, I think, I believe in Zito. I believe yeah. that all that stuff happened. You you tell me Tony Gonzalez couldn't punch a hole in a wall and catch a ball? Yeah, he probably could. You're right. You're 100% <laughs> Thank right. You. Do you think they just had like 7,000 pieces of drywall for all the takes that I'm it would take? I'm telling you, I went to Home Depot to look at drywall. It's actually not that expensive. Hey, but just quick update, by the way. This is going to change. The, by the way, drywall is very cheap. Yeah, that is why it's drywall. The, <laughs> yeah. the, um, Imagine wet drywall. Yeah, the, that'd be wet, wet wall. wall. The wet wall? That'd be uh, cement. The, uh, <laughs> Nick tried to talk about my ace hardware going out of business. Yeah. It's oh. not. They're prepping for spring right now. Yeah. Okay. I didn't try oh. to talk about it. He said my ace hardware was going out of business. How dare you talk shit about ace hardware? He was grinning like a butcher's dog. He was so uh, sad. I was. <laughs> yeah. I was genuinely upset about that. Nick was grinning like the butcher's dog when I, he told you. You should have heard my wife, though. My wife was not happy either. She goes to that ace all the time. I mean, there was some... Bu- oh, shit. Yeah, is that me? Yeah, he's going to lord that thought a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get a new one of these things, I think. That's somehow. you telling lies. I didn't. You did. Oh. You, you told me... It, it, Ace Hardware was going out of business. They got everything. When they, I get an email that says 80% off, everything must go, I'm a little concerned. Well, they're worried sale. about you. It's quarantine. Yeah. Everybody's been through. Care you. There's no stimulus con- checks coming. Hey, we got 80% off, all right? Whatever you can afford. I we, get that email. Wait, do you oh. go to Ace up there? Oh, yeah. You VIP? Oh, yeah. You said Home Depot. You ain't good. Well, You're all, you, you always go to Home You're Depot. Big box uh, store, dude. Hey, by the way, we will go to Home Depot if we have to. But oh yeah, <laughs> just saying, I, I won't not go to Home Depot. Yeah. Good hey, paint at Home about, Depot. Don't forget about Lowe's Menards too. Yeah, I mean. done. Well, Menards, don't save big money at Menards. Some questionable paint mixing going on in that place. Menards. Come on. Whoa. Whoa. What are they doing? Don't bring your Canadian painting hoity-toity <laughs> bullshit down you here to Menards. Ask, you can ask Nick about it. Uh, I never question anything in Menards. Thank you. Right. <laughs> yeah, you did. You, is that why you went so hard at Ace saying they're going out of business? Everything must go over there? Yeah, 11% rebate. Jesus Christ. Why doesn't Home Depot have a jingle? Because they don't need it. Because yeah. they had smoked just do it for a while, and that's all you needed. <laughs> We talked about him. I don't know if you heard about that. I was there. I was here. Oh, okay. Die was here, too. Die was here too much for that one. Let's go to Cameron. By the way, hope everything's all right, Ty. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Ty. Thank you, Ty. Take care of yourself, Ty. What is, he got a... Uh, colonoscopy. All right, so you said it, not me. So people have do know that this yeah, is... Yeah, he's been tweeting about, tweeting about it. About okay. It. He got a colonoscopy, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is a smart thing to do. Uh, you should go get your colon checked. Similar to a colonoscopy. Yeah, it's very similar to that thing. I have not got one, but I should, I think, after reading about it a little bit. They go in to butthole, right? Yes, oh, sir. Yeah. What kind of camera? 8K. Yeah. 
Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, has Especially to be. now because it gets a little, you know, <laughs> shitty. Uncut gems. It's got Cameron in Montana. What's going on, Cameron? What's going on, dude? Hey, Pat. How you doing? Hey, boys. How you doing? That Cameron. Hey, yeah. That's great work, Cameron. That's a good yeah, camera. I like what we're doing here in Montana. time somebody got it right. Yeah, bingo, Cameron. What do you want to talk about, pal? Um, let's talk about I saw on The Herd this morning, 28 teams apparently have called about Russell Wilson. I don't know if it's 28. I heard more than half, though, or something like third. that. Third. Yeah, third. Okay, Close. so that's a 10.3, no, 10 point probably six, five. 10.65, right? Uh, yeah, I think it checks out to me. 10, 10, 10 is 30. 0.6565 6, 5 would be 9.5, so we'd have to add a little bit more there. So 6, 6, 10.66 6, teams. Yeah. Mm. Divide by 5. Ten, I think I just got ten it right. 10 and 2 Ten and two-thirds team, which is actually one-third of the NFL, has reached out to see if Russell Wilson is available for trades. Allegedly, says Duvi Kleiman, a report says, per Mike Silver, that the asking price starts at three first-round draft picks. Now, that means that the Seattle Seahawks are thinking about it. Yeah. Okay? So the Houston Texans have not answered phone calls. The Houston Texans said, no, nah, no, nah, we ain't trading a player. Now a report via Mike Silver via Doovy Kleiman says that the asking price starts at three first-round draft picks. So who's giving that information? Is that the Seattle Seahawks? Well, if somebody wants to fucking call, it's going to be three first-rounders. What if it's one player and two first-rounders? What if it's Carson Wentz and two future first-rounders? What are we thinking? Is Russell Wilson coming to Indianapolis? Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm happy with Carson Wentz being the Indianapolis quote, okay? I am happy with that situation. I'm just saying, hypothetically-wise, if it's a player and two other firsts, because if that player is a first-round draft pick, does that count as three firsts? So is it a player and two firsts, potentially, that Seattle's looking for? And if Russell Wilson ends up on the move because the chef on Team 3 is not happy with the way the Seattle Seahawks are operating, this is going to be electrifying to talk about because Russell Wilson is a dude. Wherever he goes, that team automatically becomes a team that is potentially going to win this whole thing. And will he have to change the end of inter uh, interviews where he says, go Hawks? He most certainly will. Go Bears. That'll be something we talk about. Now, the Bears, can Nagy mess that one up? Could Nagy mess up Russell Wilson? Oh, well, yeah. He sure. could, a lot of people would say, but could. Russell Wilson's a fucking player now. That, that, that guy, no matter what you think of his hosting abilities, Pretty good. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly what I was thinking. That's why I even said it. Mm -hmm. No matter what you think of him as a person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. Exactly. Incredible. Very good. Yeah. As a football player, he is a guy. Mm -hmm. He is oh, a yeah. guy guy. Elite, yeah. it's, intri it's intriguing three firsts. Does that count as a player and two firsts, or they want three picks alongside that entire thing? What if the Cowboys did a sign and trade with Dak? And Ooh. Ooh. So, they want to go. so Jerry Jones yeah, decides he wants to pay Russell Wilson <laughs> yep. and not Dak. Mm-hmm even though he's paid everybody else on that goddamn team. Uh -huh. That would be the classic sports talk show, though, is there's a chance Jerry Jones from his yacht down there in Miami makes a sign-and-trade Dak Prescott franchise tag traded to the Seattle Seahawks alongside two other picks for Russell Wilson, who's now your quarterback for America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. That would be a wild day. The internet would blow up if that was the case. Sports talk shows would be climaxing all over the screen for three to four days about that. That doesn't seem likely. But three firsts nowadays with the way the world is, with the way the NFL is, that doesn't seem like that's out of touch for a lot of teams that need a quarterback, especially Russell Wilson-like quarterback. We got first-round draft picks who are, who are quitting after one year. Yeah, Tennessee Titans guy. I mean, let's not worry about drafting first-round picks anymore. Let's trade those things away. What's his name? Isaiah Wilson? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah Wilson tweets out that uh, I'm done with my football career as a Titan. 
No further comments. Great tweet. One of my favorite tweets I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, GG with a blue uh, check mark. He's a rookie offensive lineman. His at, which is very interesting, is Lazy. Mm. Like Lazy, I think. Isaiah Lazy uh, with an underscore. I'm done with football as a Titan. No further comments. Okay, he deletes that tweet. I'd assume somebody reached out to him. I don't know. I guess his rookie year did not go as planned, uh, but that's an electrifying tweet. It gets better and better every time I read it. Cause, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like the full on, no further comments. Like, here's the tweet. Don't fucking follow up. I'm actually turning off all responses from anybody. I got no further comments. Don't even ask any questions. He inevitably has to delete it. But this goes to what you were pointing out. You have no idea if a guy from college is going to be able to make it in the NFL. It is a roll of the dice. There's going to be two different styles of building a team going forward. It's already kind of happening. Teams that draft and build and teams that just go and get free agents. If I was a general manager or I was any, which I would never be because I would never, never get that job. But if I was ever a general manager or want that job, I don't want to be in a film cave all day, every day. I would be somebody that, get me somebody who's already proven that they're going to work against adults. Give me people that have transitioned to the men's league already. We know what to expect from them. They might be a little bit more high maintenance because they already have routines and shit. But the reason why they are where they are is because they've been successful. Let's do that. Because when you're drafting people, I mean, Bill Belichick has missed on numerous draft picks. And that's like, what, our best guy, right? Him and Ernie are our best Mm -hmm. football minds, allegedly. You have no idea if somebody's going to be able to make the jump. And we're not saying at Laze is a a failed NFL guy. He might go on to make it. But you have no fucking idea what you're getting. Three first-round draft picks is three potential superstars. But potential, get your ass fired. That that, that is literally how it is. If I'm a GM and I can get fucking... Team three to come down and make plays. Now, granted, he's coming with a big salary cap hit. He's already signed and all that thing. But if you have money, and I would pull the trigger on that in a heartbeat, just like I would have for Matthew Stafford, by the way. The guy's a player. They, we already know he's going to make it in the men's league. How much is Russell? He's a 32 in 2021, 37 the year after that, and 40 the year yeah, so after that. So a lot that. of money. You're getting a lot of money, but yeah. it's Russell Wilson at that particular point. Yeah, like you just mentioned how hard it is to hit on guys. How hard is it to get a quarterback of that caliber? Like, why aren't the Seahawks just saying, you know what, all right, fine. Bend the knee to Russ, get him a lineman or something, and let's see what we can do. I'll get him a lineman. Let him be a part of more conversations. Yeah. Remember in that interview with Dan Patrick? He was like, at the end of the day, it's your legacy, it's your team's legacy, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that it's already getting out that three firsts is going to be the beginning of it. It's like, okay, so the Seahawks are thinking about it. If the Seahawks are thinking about it, in team three, the chef, the body guru, the landscaper, the uh, villa keeper, the entire team marketing, hosting coach, all the the team three is all right, we're getting them out of here. Seattle's thinking we're getting out of here. Russell hasn't come out and said it or not, but you have to think that there's a chance Russell Wilson's on a goddamn move. What if he's a Miami Dolphin? Well, the Seahawks also keep saying they want to establish the run. Their running backs can't stay healthy. Marshawn came out of retirement to play in the playoffs. He was serving tequila (laughs) in the Oakland Raiders parking lot 10 days before he played in a a playoff game for the Seahawks and scored a touchdown. You're 100% right. Now, that revolves around the offensive line and blah, blah, blah. There's a whole thing, but it's... If Russell Wilson gets added to this incredibly crowded quarterback frenzy that we have, once again, we're going to have somebody that isn't going to have a job. Right now, the question on one of the, I think it was first take this morning, uh, would you rather have Jameis or Cam Newton at this point? And it's like, both of them, it might not fucking matter with all the the quarterbacks that are potentially moving. And now, Devontae Smith, Heisman winner from Alabama, he was asked, by the way, bullshit. 
what happened here. Very tough. This is much like the Ben Roethlisberger baloney beaten situation mm -hmm. that we oh, no. hate that we had to cover because there's hate. no reason that that should have got out. I had to, though. Both are sticky situations. Oh, come on. Well, one of them much more sticky than the other. The, the situation with Devontae, you think that's, I'd assume, actually, Big Ben, they say. But the Devontae situation is one of these ones where he was asked by, you just got it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. He was asked by an NFL team if he would rather have Tua or Mac Jones. And I don't know how this information is getting out. Albert Breer must have heard it from somebody. This is an incredibly difficult spot for Devontae to get put into, to talk about a, two guys I'd assume are his friends in this whole thing. Uh, but whenever he was asked, Albert Breer was reporting that Devontae Smith didn't hesitate, and he said, Mac Jones, immediately upon, upon saying that. So I would assume Tua is reading this report and going, well, what the fuck, Devontae? And then Devontae's saying, like, hey, I was talking to an NFL team that might be drafting me. What am I supposed to do? The fact that that information got out, I think, is absolute bullshit. Albert Breer's doing his job. Whoever told Albert Breer this, I, I'm not a big fan of it. But is Mac Jones potentially now a guy that people are talking about? This is Mitt's guy, by the way. Mitt's oh, been talking yeah. about this. But with the Heisman winner coming out and saying, this guy, by far over this, now you got people allegedly, which we called this was going to happen, is – is uh, Mac uh, Wilson, no, no, Zach Wilson. Yep. Is Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, is Zach Wilson better than Trevor Lawrence? Mm. Some teams have Zach Wilson of BYU ahead of Trevor Lawrence, who's been the number Whoa. one pick since he was in high school. So, like, you add in these rookies that are potentially getting drafted and all these vets that are potentially moving, it's inevitable that somebody's going to end up without a seat, and it's going to be the full conversation of, is there 32 guys better than that guy? The answer is no, but the situations we know. Our situation on this. Well, of course, he's going to say Mac Jones. Like, you're trying to raise your buddy's, you know, draft stock. Tua's already on a team. Mac's been, you know, at 15, and some people have him at five. Why wouldn't you say Mac Jones just to help him out a little bit? I don't think Devontae's just going to say a guy's name just to help him out in that particular situation. I mean, yeah, winning a Heisman with him probably also kind of. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, helps a little. That NFL team putting him in that position, wild. Yeah. And then an NFL team being like, you should fucking hurt with Devontae right to Albert Breer. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe like, it's the Dolphins. Whoa. What? You think the Dolphins talked to Devontae and they're like, all right, tell us. You played with Tua. We saw what he did this year. Okay. Play with Mac. What do you think? He was like, Mac, by far, what a stud. And they're like, shout out you, dude. Okay. Albert, yeah. shout out. even his old teammates say he sticks. <laughs> what if that is what happened, by the way? That would be how the game works, yeah. too. It's kind of fucked up. We shouldn't even cover it. Dump everything we just thought. Dump, Dump it. it. It's unbelievable Devontae was put in that position, though. Like, I, I do not like that much that it was leaked out in that entire thing. It's just like, because um, in that interview, Devontae's just giving answers, right, trying to be the best representation of himself this is a job interview i'm going to get to the nfl to put him in that position to pick between two guys that are friends and then leak that information is just well and then if he says no comment to that team then he's oh, an asshole right yeah, yeah there's no win and what if he goes with two and they're like well you want a heisman with max so you don't like your teammates it's just like well did you go to his birthday party <laughs> Ooh, yeah that's a big deal hey so sorry to interrupt but i want to let you know that this particular podcast on this beautiful Tuesday is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. If you're on the market for some beautiful balls, we have an exclusive offer for listeners only. 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com forward slash Pat M to the United States, Canada, Australia, and the UK. 
worldwide manscaping 20 percent off and free shipping manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer in human existence with the lawnmower 3.0 it's our third generation trimmer which features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology i just got my replacement plate and uh gift in the mail it was perfect timing because you have to upgrade the blade after some uses for a nice fresh cleanup now i did not know this was the case the lawnmower 3.0 since the day i got it has worked like a charm it is unbelievable. There's a no nick technology that they've honed in even more so than they did from the original lawnmower 1.0, which was a revolutionizer for the manscaping game. Now the 3.0 is damn near perfected. They send a replacement blade. Bang. It's just like it's brand new. You don't have to buy the whole thing. It's manscaped taking care of your manscaping and thinking ahead for you. Right now you can enroll in the peak hygiene plan and get a every three month replenishment of your favorite products and replacement blades delivered directly to your door hassle free without you even thinking about it. This portal allows you to build a combo and mix and match some of my favorite manscaped products. Whether you want a fresh blade and some ball deodorant or foot spray and some ball wipes, your member price stays the same. Just snap off your lawnmower 3.0 weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer every couple of months and replace it with a new one. Make sure you maintain the closest and cleanest shave possible. That way, we can assure you the most hygienic set of testes in town. Your replenishment pack also comes with a free gift. This month, we got the Foot Duster, which is a foot deodorant spray, which is a $30 value, totally free when you go to manscaped.com and use code PADM. You get 20% off, free shipping, and a free gift when you get the Peak Hygiene Plan. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com forward slash Pat M. Put Handsome on autopilot with the new Peak Hygiene Plan from Manscaped. They'll do the thinking for you. It's obviously awesome. Um, the Peak Hygiene Plan from Manscaped. Worth it. Definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. With a free gift. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is a man who has been there, done that with everything. Pro Bowl, All Pro, a member of the Buffalo Bills, formerly of the Carolina Panthers, Washington football team. Uh, I don't know if it's still his nickname was called Lake Norman. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Norman. Yeah! What's, going on? What's going on, Josh? How you doing, pal? What's up, Pat? How you doing, bro? I'm fantastic. You and Hawk over here. Yeah, me and AJ. Uh, can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, you're joining us to talk about what you're doing with the Boys and Girls Club in your hometown. Absolutely incredible. Stars 24 Teen Center. Can you talk about that a little bit, by the way? Giving back to the community. Let's go. That's yeah. what it's all about. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit here, Josh, before we dive into some things. Yeah, man. This has been, what, 10 years in common. Uh, started back in 2012. Um, hometown town Greenwood, South Carolina. Uh, I went out there and you know, I said moving and I moved in this space and it was to get, you know, kids excited for something that was coming because they closed down the rec center. So the kids got into a little bit of gang related activity and violence. And back then we rose to the number of murder rate in the state of South Carolina, which is unheard of. Um, something that I never thought that could ever happen in my hometown. And so we started putting on activities and there we found Stars 24, the Stars being the kids and backed by me. And so we went out there and started creating these events for them each and every year. But we looked up five years later and was like, hey, look, man, we need some brick and mortar. We need something on the ground for these kids to go to. Events is great, but what can we have to have a center? And so um, probably like 2017, I ended up running into uh, a couple of people with the Boys and Girls Club that was on founding the board of of that team, that center. And so 
Um, I ended up going in, having communications with them and met with them and telling them my idea and what I wanted to do, my hometown. And so we ended up having a great partnership. And so we ended up breaking ground on 2019. Let's go. Let's go. And, and, uh, and so, um, 2000 will help now 21 coming up on Friday, 26, we will be cutting the ribbon for the stars 2014. Congratulations. Doing good things, changing the world. That's awesome, man. Congratulations on doing that. Happy I just learned that about you, by the way. Did not know you've been doing that for years. Thank you for taking care of your community. Let's talk about football now, shall we? Hey, bro, I like how you spent that. I like how you just went through that and just, shoot, let's go right into it. Yeah, well, (laughs) I think it's an awesome thing, and we'll get to it at the end, by the way, because whenever you were with – whenever no, we'll get back to it, because I think whenever you see somebody who is taking – you know, the world by storm in their profession, giving back to the community gives a lot of people hope. But let's talk about this. When you're with Carolina, it feels like you were mm-hmm. a much different player than you are now in Buffalo. I, I feel like back whenever you were with Carolina, a lot of noise was coming around Josh Norman. Maybe it was shit talking or whatever. You've gotten to Buffalo now. Have you completely transformed into this quiet assassin up there? What Has there been a transition or has it just been not as much coverage on Josh Norman? Well, Pat, I think you know, like, when you get to a certain place in life, things change, and and you start to see what life really is and what it's all about. Um, I I think coming into the league in Carolina, um, but before I say that, I think it's a fine line between confident and and being cocky. And back in those days, for sure in Carolina, man, I had so much cockiness about me, and my um, moxie was through the roof. Good work. And I really wanted to take out everybody I saw, and, and that was something that uh, within me, I wanted that bad, really bad. And, and so as I developed into the person I wanted to be, because I've always wanted to be the number one cornerback in the world, not just on a team, just all time. Like That's what I wanted. Yeah. And my mindset was going to get there. And I wanted to be the highest paid mindset. Always wanted to do that. Being all pro pro bowler, being um, a championship winner of the game, um, the Super Bowl. I've always wanted those things and I've accomplished, you know, all those except one, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and now, you know, when I got um, take watch, when I went to Washington and those things happened, I, I guess a couple years after that, I started to really look when I got to my thirties, man, like, yo, what is this life really about? You know, I'm passionate for football. Of Like I found, like, I thought it was going to be my purpose, but actually I, I quickly found that this is a passion of mine. Like I love to do it, but like, what is life? If, if, if I go through this life and you remember me as just football player on my tombstone, that's what you put. Then I failed you all. That's awesome. Like, so what if I'm really doing, what if I'm giving back to people to get them to where I'm at in this life? So I've looked at what's my purpose and I've been doing it all along. It's been giving back to people and helping people, you know, um, get to that next level within their life because somebody helped me. And now I'm trying to just pay that back for it and, and, and give them um, grace where fathers have shown me. And that's where all this is coming from, truly. Awesome. I'm just finding that personal relationship with him and, and developing myself through that. Hey, speaking of that moxie that you're talking about to, to play corner, to be an elite corner at any level, don't you have to have a crazy amount of confidence in yourself? Yeah, it may look like cockiness, but you're on the island. Like There's, there's not a whole lot of help for you. If you lose that, I can imagine it would be a very difficult position. 
Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. Um, that is to be uh, to be on the island. You have to have that. But I also um, those guys who are masters at their craft, who masters at the game, they gotta have a little craziness. <laughs> <laughs> like they got, they gotta have a little something to them that sets them apart from the rest. And you can probably look on your hand and count like how many of those are because like they have to go a little bit deeper than others. And for for myself, I knew that I had to to outwork and work harder than anybody else. And I still stay out to practice and get it because my mindset is um, I don't want to be outworked by anyone. How how old are you? How old are you, Josh? Thirty three. He was age 33. <laughs> hey, 33 playing corner in the NFL is, I mean, that is, that is the most difficult position athletically for people to stay at. Will you, are you going to move? You think will you, will, will Sean McDermott have you move around in there? Are you, are you open to that? Has that conversation happened? Anything like that? Or, or what, what is? No, man, listen, man, I felt so good. Like last year, like to the point where, you know, my moving, my ability, like nothing that's like in, in a part of shut off or, or changing awesome. that aspect. Um, it's just now, you know, those ops that we get, the opportunities that present themselves. Um, of course, that position is is different, it's difficult. But when you, um, in the position as long as we've been in, um, it has to be now. So, of I've been here before. I have the knowledge. Yeah. I have the the capabilities of how to stop somebody who's extra fast, how to stop somebody who's quick. Um, my technique and what I use and how my hand placement on, on a guy, um, I'm more so well-equipped in the, my knowledge of what they're, I've been given because I've seen so many guys that I can stop that because of being in the league so long and seeing how many routes and what the route combinations are. Who's somebody that's incredible. Obviously there's a lot of studs that play wide receiver, but throughout your years, have you, as you've changed the way you play now at this point, who's the hardest type of wide receiver to defend? Obviously Tyree kill who runs what a four one or whatever, that's going to be difficult. But what is the receiver now in today's NFL that is the most difficult kind of, is it with the rules and the way everything is? I think yourself mentally. Mm. Hey, that's some deep <laughs> shit, Josh. That that is some very very deep <laughs> shit right there. That is that is very very. Deep. Nah, it's real. I'm being real. Like if you're gonna tell yourself, oh, shit, this guy's fast. Like I don't know. I may uh, my hands sweat, and I don't know if I miss a jam. Like I may I be able to quick. Like no, <laughs> I'm fast. <laughs> like I'm gonna do. I'm gonna whoop his. You know what? It's <laughs> line so he don't get off. Like and if I do slip him. This is how I got to recover. You know, you got to outthink that receiver before he outthinks you. Like, because he already know when you get up to the line, like, I see a split. It's quarter half inside. So how am I going to split this? How am I going to get around him? All right, guess what? Right before the ball snap, guess what I'm going to do? I don't want him to go outside. So I'm inside. I'm quarter split. I let him know that. All right, cool. Right before the ball snap, he already looking at me. He about to look back at the ball because he got to see a snap so he can take off. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to change it up Ooh. outside. So right now he like, oh, shoot, I'm flustered. So how do I get away from that? The very good ones, like wide receivers at the top of the league can do that. They can get away from that. They can switch it up because how you switch it up, it's just like playing chess. It's not checkers. Close it's chess. But you can switch it up <laughs> real quick. Um, Diggs, oh, my gosh, that guy, he is, he switches it up. 
I mean, you can see what he does. Like, he stutter steps, his stop, his slows. Like, he never runs the route the same. And if you notice that, he's one of those guys that catch you off beat, man. You have to be in the game with him. And it's real just playing that guy. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's all about how you perceive, you know, that wide receiver. Did you have all that when you came in the league? Or do you have, like, was there an older guy that, that oh, kind of no, taught no. you the way or showed I mean, you the way? no. I didn't have that when I came to the league. I had to develop it. You know, it's, it's almost like having a, a tool belt, an arsenal of tools. Like, I didn't develop my punch out until after um, 2015-16, um, being able to see it um, and believe in what I can do. Like, I saw Peanut do it. Like, he came and he was playing with us that year. And then I saw how I wanted to be better at him. I wanted to be better at the punch out than he was. Because that's all I heard. My coach Steve Wilson was telling me all I heard, like, here, Peanut, you're going to punch out and punch out. And I just saw it and I'm like, listen, I'm tired of hearing this crap. <laughs> I'm about to steal this man move. And I put it in my tube belt and I just used it as I couldn't get nothing in the air. So I get it on the ground. Like, it's got to be a mindset. Um, is that the mindset that, you know, puts you in an interesting? I mean, this year you got put in an interesting. I mean, it was the internet, you know. <laughs> you know, it got is what? Yeah. So, so I gotta ask you yeah. a question. Why Did, is that so hard to say? Like, but, what is what is wrong? <laughs> because I don't want you know. I don't want you to think like, hey, I'm disrespecting because all the great that things. You no disrespect. You already know the game. Like you put okay. how long? Okay, good. Like, you, you got got the there by Derek. Right. You, you, hey, you know the game. Yeah, you got like, got there. It's gonna happen, right? That's your mindset. Like, come on, man. Like everybody know, I'm going. I'm going to go for the football. That's the first and foremost thing, regardless oh, yeah. of if I get put out there or not like there's many people that get put on those type of like posters and memes or, or just trying to go for the ball like i don't care nothing about that if okay. i can get the ball back for my team i can be put on a thousand memes <laughs> hell yeah oh, we win that freaking football game is all i care about man but guess what if it happens again i'm gonna come back and do the same thing <laughs> <laughs> like i don't care like it's the game this is what we play People use it as, oh, shoot, it's the social worlds. That's what happened, man. People get caught up in this social media crap. That's right. They like, take right. it and they use it. <laughs> but they didn't show the next three plays, we came back and we got off the field, made three plays in a row. But no, 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 no I'm not trying to show that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, no, hey, no, that's, no, by the way, sale. that don't sell. By the way, that's <laughs> why, that's why when I bring it up, I'm like, huh, you know, you did a lot of great things. Have to talk no, about this because I live in the internet, you know, so I have to. You know, but it's, it's, it's who we are, though. Like, sure. it always has to be something towards us. And I get it. Like, we built that. We, we make that for ourselves. So people still have that, you know, whatever they feel about me on that. And I get it. It is what it is. But for me, I'm always going to take that that pressure road. I'm always going to take it as, all right, this is who I am inside these lines. And I'm going to bring it. So you better bring it. And if you're going to bring it, I'm going to bring it even more. That's and awesome. so he did. And it's cool. Hey, it happened. I tried to get it at the ball. He threw me down. I got back up and got his face like, we're going to be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even count. <laughs> so let's. Like, golly. But, you know, that's just what, that's just what this social world is. 
So well, to be honest, we live in that social world, and it's a toxic place. So oh, I, yeah. I do apologize, but we I am very thankful that you did something amazing in your hometown with the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, I know you got some conversations to promote that. I hope more people talk about that instead of you know the moment where you're trying to get the ball back for your damn team, mm -hmm. and the actual avatar cutout gave you a stiff arm. I mean, that's not going to happen. We appreciate you so much, Josh. Good luck with everything, man. Thank you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Norman. Yeah, Shout out. Woo! Shout out, Josh Norman, man. Shout out. I, I had to ask. Had to. I had to ask about it. Didn't want to, though, because he has done so many good things. But whenever something happens like that, you got to. I mean, you got to, especially MVP year for potentially for a running back. Yeah. Do you remember this? And, and by the way, I love the fact that he got up and he said, hey, we're going to do this again. Mm. Don't you worry about it. That it takes a, a certain mental toughness, to your point asking him, AJ, to be able to get got like that and then just get right back up and be like, I don't give a single damn about it. Good for Josh Norman. That dude's been through a lot in his career. Yeah, he has, and he's also like a he, – does he still work for Fox? Like he's uh, still playing. He's still doing studio shows for them. Ooh. We talked about that yesterday whenever we heard he was coming on the show. Him and Ryan Clark at the same time were kind of doing like ESPN mm -hmm. while playing, but uh, kind of setting up for – and then that kind of stopped, I think, right? Yeah. It, that's what I meant, by the way, with like Josh Norman. Like there was a lot of noise around Josh Norman when he was at Carolina. Then he goes to Washington, a lot of noise around. Now he's up in Buffalo, and that team's doing very well, and it's almost like he, when he was talking about different – when you get different ages or whatever I, I did that was a great conversation very deep i did not expect that that was awesome is this, there many teammates that like earlier in their career they were cocky and louder that they did mature then and become like like josh is now who just i'm sure it's happened before i'm, I'm not i don't know though nobody was really with our locker room i mean i i guess towards the end there it kind of you know, you could see the world changing, society changing as the locker room got younger there towards the end. But it's hard to walk in there and be arrogant, you know, when, like, Peyton's quarterback. Yeah. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Andrew Reggie. Luck's there and, and Reggie's there. It's kind of hard to be like, yeah, I'm the motherfucking guy here. It's like, no, no, there, there actually is the motherfucking guy is here, actually. So, I mean, I'm the punter. You're definitely above me, but you are nowhere... <laughs> Okay, so we got to figure that out. That kind of that's kind of like an NFL locker room, though. Josh Norman was a dude, like he was the dude, though, for a long time, you know. So it's just a, in that position, you got to be able to have it. I, I was excited to chat with him there. That's a good thing yeah. he's got going on. I think he has a, a healthy outlook on like yeah, like becoming a gift, getting you know Derrick Henry. I, I don't think anyone can blame him for getting stiff on, but yeah, he's going for the ball. And I wanted to ask him. I wonder if players i know it happens with coaches i know coaches feel pressure from the outside from the media and everything and social media is big but do you think players play any differently like subconsciously because they are worried about what it may look like online a lot of people don't take chances anymore in life i don't know about players but i'm just talking about in life people don't take mm -hmm. chances anymore you don't you don't see a lot of people and that was a part of that social dilemma thing by the way, with like how everybody's starting to look the exact same, basically everybody's starting to act the exact same. You don't really see any as many people. You do. You still see people that are outliers or whatever. But because of the conformity of everything, if you do this, you're going to get got. People are less likely to take risks, I guess, which is probably smarter uh, in the long haul for things. But it's also a shame because you're not getting to see the you know some special abilities potentially because they're scared they're going to get mocked or ridiculed. I would assume NFL guys are at the point where they. Don't care, but I would assume college guys, there's a lot of potential decisions being made because of social media and things like that. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. You have to take risks. We wouldn't have Tesla or SpaceX. If Elon never took a chance, right? Yeah, or Top Shot. I mean, fucking A. Oh, Starlink. Oh, fucking yeah. A. Starlink. And, uh, not in Indiana yet. It can get to the fucking moon. <laughs> this guy. Let's get to a break. So you can buy gifts? 
Yeah. Uh, I bought one 580 bucks as I on Duncan, dude. <laughs> Three, four years from now, it, we crashed the site. Yeah, it, still disabled. We potentially crashed the site today. I can't uh, we're, sell my car. We're a part of the mm -hmm. the site crashing, which is cool because Top Shot's the next wave, babe. Oh yeah, but yeah. you can sell that. You're gonna buy it and then you're gonna sell it to some other stooge that wants to buy a gift. Whoa! <laughs> nah, stooge, I'm gonna sell it to. Hasn't been born yet. 13, 14 years. There'll be some 15 year old using his dad's credit card. I'm gonna sell that thing. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have to get on there. Is there a site I can go to? Well, it's crashed right now. Yeah. So yeah. not right now. Can't do anything. <laughs> The info on Tiger? No. Well, that's what I was just... Here's uh, TMZ is reporting that this is the audio from the crash. What? That's TMZ. Obviously. Another commercial. It's the quietest helicopter I've ever heard. So that's a nothing. <laughs> oh, dispatch audio. Here we go. That's TMZ. Hey, I'm Amir. You going to be on the Another tweet saying that his injuries range from moderate to critical. Like, he had a what? surgery, though. So it had to be something. What are you saying, Connor? I'm just saying that's a wide range. I just. Oh, yeah. I didn't think. Well, they do critical's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Moderate's not that bad. There's a. There's a. Uh, there's a. Oh, my God. Come on, brain. Do it. Do it. Do it. I watched this documentary, and it was just like. A there is an actual group of humans in LA where. They are not the fire, they're maybe a part of the fire department, but their job is to get people that have fallen off the roads. And they were looking for like a new, new truck or something like, like that. This happens, I think, out in LA on a, I think it happens more often yeah. than we think because of this whole thing, but it's always scary, obviously, anytime we have Tiger. But there's an entire crew, I think, that actually goes and pulls people out of that whole thing. You're Googling it right now, Zito? Yeah, I just, it's very, uh, very, <laughs> my Google search is <laughs> group of people in LA that helps people on the side. I forgot road or cliff. <laughs> two very car rescue, two very California <laughs> car rescue or something uh, like I'll that. Stick with that. No, one. it is. It's the its one own. video actually didn't look like it was a cliff. He like went across. Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, from the outside angle, it's just a street, and then like twenty yards to the side, and then there's houses like another. So like, it's not a cliff. Oh, no, it doesn't it, look like it. Damn, so how did it roll that much? He must have went in and then rolled that. Like, so he must have something in the road hit the, the dirt and then started rolling that way. Yeah, where it. the tracks were, it looked like he might have hit, like, a patch of, like, dirt. Yeah, sand. Yeah. And then but there's, not, there's not a lot of room there. The, the photo they show from the from the top part looks way more than you actually look at the video. I wonder how he got. Yeah. Why is my phone beeping? Uh, sometimes when I talk to my phone, it beeps. No, I don't have uh Siri. 
Uh, yeah, I don't have Siri turned on. Never have, never will. Don't listen, bitch. <laughs> You'll see. After, there's a video in the group chat that shows his path. Yeah. She does listen, by the way. Oh, for oh sure. yeah. No matter what. Those are the cookies. Of what I've learned. <laughs> um, so a few hours now since this has happened. So ten twelve. There's a median. The yeah, probably. Um, so a few hours now since this has happened, um, and clearly investigators are still trying to figure out uh, what exactly went on. I know Andy Blankstein a moment ago was talking about another car, but again from. The aerials that we have seen, and again, this is all happening as we are, as we are speaking. So bear with oh, us. But from the aerials that we've seen, yeah. I so far have not seen. Hey, so he goes across road, median cross road. Looks like there's some trees and shit too. Gets on the other side of those. I mean, I think obviously so at this point, anytime what? you need jaws of life, lucky to be alive. But that that whole thing, I, that was insane to think yeah. about. How this happened? It's very close to the house. Like there's houses like. Yeah, here's the MSNBC video. Hey, so when he crossed the median, was he going into oncoming traffic then? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. So if he was turning right. Scary scary audio when they say we have a rollover with one trapped. Yeah, but then he ends up on the other side of all those trees there. Look, there's cops looking through. He's over there. Jeez. How did he thread the needle through those trees? That's what I'm saying. How the fuck did he? So he could we probably hit one of them, judging by the front of that car. Yeah. Yeah, but he still made it all that way. Was he going 100 miles? I mean, how do you even... Maybe he was swerving to avoid somebody coming at him. There are no skid marks, though, so it doesn't look like he ever, like, reacted oh, to anything. Oh, Jay. So the median seemed like it might have popped up on him real quick, sent him into a... Something. I don't know. Lost Wouldn't you start hitting your brakes? You'd think. Tiger Woods. And he never did. You hit sand, too. It's like, tough, though. You can, yeah. you can really roll. But it seems like he stayed on... Can we run that video back? Shout out to MSNBC, by the way. He, he's going, like... Go back. Going right. Okay, so... Is this all one way? No idea. So that's where he went through the median right there? Yeah, he goes through the median. Then he gets back on the road, and there's, what, no skid marks. Oh, I see that. That's a tree shadow there. He didn't hit that telephone pole somehow. Oh, those are... <laughs> what the... How the fuck did this happen? Yeah. Someone's going to have some dash cam footage or something, like, eventually. If this was Russia, they would. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Russia's got everything. What are, you saying, what are you saying about Russia? They got the they got the uh, the cameras on all the hoods. That's when yeah. you just see humans just getting erased. They got pigeons saluting Putin. I mean, they're watching everything. This is the car? Yeah, that's from the opposite angle. God. Jeez. Darn. Have you ever been in a big wreck like that? Can they show the... I've... I crashed my uh, Shelby in my driveway. <laughs> is that funny? the one... Is that the one you crashed with Sam in the car and you told her, okay, we got to break up now? <laughs> yeah, it was early in our relationship. She told me that story. Unbelievable. <laughs> you crashed the car, you were embarrassed, and so you said, all right, we're done. You, we gotta, you gotta go. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> the planners just never have to see her again or talk about that ever again. She said, I'm not leaving. And good for her. We got to get this car towed because it is still beeping. And the <laughs> alarm is broken right now. Did you make up a story to the tow truck? Like, yeah, I don't know. It was my, my crazy old cousin took it while I was sleeping. I don't know what happened. <laughs> no. And also, I needed to get towed from my driveway to my barn, which is <laughs> just down one little road. The, uh, the tow truck guy 
had quite a chuckle. You know what I mean? It is a first. He said, what happened? <laughs> so I was trying to drift it. You see, and the pothole just got here yesterday. I used to be pretty good drifting that thing, and then it, it turned. It'll turn on you. You know what I mean? I guess it'll turn on you. DK, you hit a pothole in the driveway, so, I mean. I did. That pothole was not there. Maybe the hundred times I've done that before, by the way. I was drifting that thing out of my house, basically. Oh, every, really? I mean, it's 600 and some horsepower rear wheel drive yeah, stick. Got to go, man. So yeah. anytime you hit that thing a little bit, it goes. It's like, oh, wait a second. And I got to obviously circle in front of my house because I'm very wealthy now. The I hit that thing around the circle and it just starts spinning. I'm like, okay. Okay, we can do this every day, basically. And it just became like natural habit. And then all of a sudden that fucking bottle came out of nowhere. And that into a tree tree out too i'd take the tree completely out i mean I'm, i think it's unbelievable that sam wasn't mad at you like was she i would have been mad at you if you were trying to drift with me in the car she'd probably been in there before with a successful drift out of the driveway yeah. I, I each time she probably said like yeah, this is fun until it's not until you smash a tree sam, sam isn't soft though you know what i mean drift sam, king I dude she's not dk is that what you meant dk tokyo drift what? I used to really be able to float that thing. I don't do it anymore at all. I'm scared to the death of it. I'm surprised you don't have some kind of tractor or something in the barn that you could have towed it yourself. I do have a zero turn uh, a lawnmower. lawnmower that probably could have pulled that thing if I had to get it. Yeah, that thing's nice. You put that thing in the rabbit mode, <laughs> oh, that okay. thing will probably pull that son bitch right out of there I if I had to get it. Test that. Man, I hope Tiger's all right, uh, dude. Yeah. Apparently. Um, Daly County Sheriff's Department told CBS News Los Angeles Woods injuries are non-life-threatening. That's a plus. Oh, it's yeah, a broken leg. Yeah, it's legs, right? So he's not going to die. Hopefully. We golf again? Hmm? Well, Tiger Man. Woods golf again. How bad this is this? Be... It's so. going to be a huge thing for the next couple weeks. Don't you think? Like, whenever, when's he going to make his first on-camera remarks? Oh, we're going to get a video of him in a gun. Oh, yeah. He's going to be putting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're going to be like, we have not seen the end of this story. I hope so bad. I was reading something else. End of this week, he was supposed to have, like, an MRI for his back. So, like, maybe that itself, maybe like, <laughs> fixes the back. Oh, come it on. It just feels like, with all the injuries he's had. It's don't, 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 don't say it, don't say it, dude. Don't be a piece of shit. Right you, oh, you mother. Someone's got to be a realist. I'm just saying, like, that sucks. Yeah. With all the rehab, all the stuff that he has to do. Yeah, we're talking about Tiger, yeah, dude. It's another yeah. great comeback yeah. story, dude. Yeah. He was already rehabbing his back, Connor. Now he just rehabs his legs and his back. Oh, yeah. That's easy. I hope so, dude. Uh, all right. Let's get out of here. By tomorrow, I assume there'll be some sort of update on Eldrick Woods in his condition. Hope he's okay. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. The fact that you allow us to penetrate your ear holes, I am eternally grateful for. We'll be back tomorrow with another massive show. Mitt, money Mitt, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Tuesday night. We got a massive show coming for you tomorrow. Probably updates on the Tiger situation and everything else popping off. Be a friend. Tell a friend if you enjoyed the show. If not, fuck off. Ta or Mitt, please play some independent music. Hope you have an incredible Tuesday. See you tomorrow.